0: I've seen things you people wouldn't believe. Hmm. Attack ships on fire off the shore of a lion. I watched sea beams glitter in the dark near the ten hours again. All those moments will be lost in time like tears in rain.
1: Hello everybody out there in podcast land. Welcome to another episode of Black and White Reviews, where uh, we believe in unicorns. My name is Will. <laughs> my name is Lee. And my name is Chuck. We believe in unicorns, huh? Oh yeah. Because this week yeah. we're going to be discussing the 1982 film Blade Runner, but not the theatrical version. I think we all watched the director's cut. Or did one of not you watch the, the final cut. cut? You watched the final cut.
2: The fi- yeah. I watched the final cut too. Which you watched I the guess final the cut only- too. Which I guess the only difference you said
1: was the Aesthetics. basically the special effects. If the special effects yeah. were bumped up in the um the final cut. Yeah. Right. Yep. So, like I said, we're going to be doing the 1982 film I didn't write anything down. Blade Runner. Blade Runner. <laughs> 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 Thank you very much. Um adapted from the novel Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep, written by Philip K Dick and directed by Ridley Scott, starring basically Harrison Ford, Sean Young, another guy whose name is exciting right now Rucker Hauer Rucker Rucker Hauer Hauer. thank you very much it's a pretty big yeah yeah pretty much um yeah so I'm gonna save my opinions for last just so that I don't spoil the well um Lee why don't you start start us off what did you think about uh Blade Runner your theories your thoughts so I've I've seen this
3: before a few times and I feel like every time I watch it I go oh yeah I did see this like it's I'm not trying to knock the movie for its time for 1982. Fantastic movie. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it aged well because the pacing is very slow. Agreed. Um, just because it's such an old movie. Um, there are there are actors and actresses in this movie that I go. I know them. I know them. I mean, even right down to the, uh, Dr. Tyrell. Wasn't he the bu- the uh, the bartender and the shining? Ooh, Pretty sure he was pretty sure he was. You might be right. Um, so, um, you have right. got him Brian James who we, we talked about him we, he was the um the lieutenant or whatever and fifth element um Daryl Hannah, of course Edward James Olmos um Rutger Hauer, Sean Young. I mean Sean Young, we know her as Lieutenant Einhorn from Ace Ventura. Um Emmett Walsh. I mean there's so many things I've seen him in. Um one of my favorites is when he was just like really mad at um not really mad, but he was just looking for somebody to kill in the movie The Jerk. And he went through the phone book and found Naven's name. <laughs> so he just started attacking him. And Naven thought that um, he, he didn't realize he was trying to kill him. He kept shooting the uh, the cans of oil behind him. And he's like, he hates the cans. Stay away from the cans. Anyway, um, honestly, like it, it had an amazing cast. Lots of people popped up in it. Um, people that we've seen in everything else, even James Hong, you know, you can't forget him. Um, so, of course, Harrison Ford. But I was, I was definitely blown away to see all these actors that were. It was pretty early in their career, yes, for a lot of them. Um, and the movie itself, um, again, it was older. I've seen things this this level of sci-fi, but it was, you know, it was a, it was an interesting world. The way they built it, very. It almost reminds me of like. If the crow was a sci-fi movie, the way that the world is, it's very dark, very rainy all the time. You know, right. can't rain all the time, but it very, seems to here. Very,
1: very 1940s, 50s noir. Right. If so you, it uh, had a lot of that
3: sci-fi. So. Right. So I mean, honestly, do I do I hate the movie? Not at all. Um, do I love the movie? I have respect for it, so I can't say I love it. Um, but it's definitely, you know, it, at the end of it, you're like, okay, it, it well. It's it's hard to really say what what is it are are we um, are we watching this version that version the fact that there's like seven different versions of this movie make it really confusing and I never knew which one to actually watch but you know I've always heard the director's cut was the best you know it didn't have all the extra stuff the you know the um, narration and all that stuff in the background um, there's a lot of things that made me very confused the first few times watching it because I watched different versions. Um, But I'd say, you know, Final Cut was pretty good because it was a director's cut plus, you know, extras on top of it. Right. And it seemed to make a lot more sense. Um, And, yeah, I mean, it's hard for me to say. It's not in my top ten, I'll tell you that. But I definitely enjoyed uh, rewatching just because I I knew what I was getting into and kind of comparing it since I have seen Blade Runner 2049 to see how it kind of tied back into it again. So, yeah, that's, that's me. All right, Chuck, you're up.
2: Yeah, so for me this movie is a it was a cult classic for me, definitely. Yes, absolutely. Uh, um best acting out there? Not really. Great story. I mean, it was a you know, you know, 40 years later it's it's a story that's been redone, you know, time and time again in different in different, you know, aspects. Um for me this was very Tron meets iRobot meets like divergent with that, like, you know, the, uh, dystopia kind of universe. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought overall it was a great movie. Um, like, like Lee, would I watch it? You know, is it something I'd watch all the time. No. Um, will it be in my repertoire of, Hey, if I wanted to watch a great film, would I go back and revisit this? <laughs> Definitely. Um, it it is one of those films where I have to be in the right mood to watch it because it's it's a detective story, but it's a very slow detective story with action, you know, dribbled in here and there. Um, but overall, I thought the I thought it was a great story. I thought it was a fantastic film. Um, you know, it was towards the beginning of Harrison forms Harrison Ford's you know acting career so you know you see an up and coming star there knowing where he is now or what he's done since then you know it, it, you know that along with like Indiana Jones Star Wars you know just it, his backlog of what he started with you know it just gives me a lot of respect for him um but overall I thought it was a fantastic story I started watching I haven't seen 2049 fully I have started watching it and I am you know, I am liking the fact that they're actually starting it exactly 20 years later because um, this was this was actually slated in 1982. It was slated for 2020, if I if I remember correctly, 2019, 2019. Yeah. Um, so it is interesting to see today's world from the eyes of people in 1982. So right. that's kind of a you know we're nowhere near <laughs> like we don't have flying
1: cars. Nope. And <laughs> you know we don't we don't you know, have replicants. We, we don't have replicants. We haven't colonized other planets. Right. So let me re- let me replace. I looked at this. Hang on. We have replicants. I don't know. Do we? <laughs> well, I'm asking because you made a face, <laughs> and this is I'm a saying, podcast we don't, we where don't, nobody we, can. We don't know. We don't
2: know. <laughs> Pretty sure. So this is this isn't <laughs> iRobot meets Tron meets his, meets um Divergent. This is iRobot Meets Tron meets fifth element with just the way Absolutely. the city is built. Um, you know, very much the slums are on the streets. Yeah. The rich kinda inherit the, the, the air the airway. Yes. Um So just uh just just a, a cool story of that whole thing. And You know, I have an appreciation for this film that, you know, when you go back to films that are 30, 40 years old, there are some movies where you're like, eh, it's just, you know, it doesn't cut it. I think stylistically
1: this movie holds up.
2: It does. It really, I think they did a, I think, I think these guys did a better job portraying the future than Lee, you're going to hate me. Then Back to the Future 2. I I don't liked... hate you for that. <laughs> okay.
3: Uh, <laughs> no, because I think... Back to the Future 2 made the future look like it was great. You know, it had some bad parts, but it was otherwise great. I'm like, no, the way things are going right now, I'm pretty sure if we had flying cars, that would be the closest thing to reality. But everything else is like, yeah, it would be pretty, pretty bad. Everybody right. had the technology there. I mean, at this point, we're deep faking things. You know, God knows what else is going to start happening where people are putting on those... Um, nano masks, like in Marvel stuff, you know, uh, we'll see what happens. I just feel like it's going to get crazy. So is it my top 10? No.
2: Is it in my top 50? No. But is it in my repertoire of, you know what, if anybody was to come and ask me, what are your thoughts on Blade Runner? Is it a great movie? I would say definitely is, is definitely a must watch, um, at least once in your life if you've never seen it. Um, And I would definitely keep it in my backlog for,
1: you know, a rainy day if I needed to. So. Mm -hmm. So. This movie is not in my top 10, nor would I put it in my top 20, strictly for the the theatrical version of this film alone. Mm. I want to first get into the different versions of what this film is. The theatrical version, then... Shortly after it was released on VHS, there was a version of this movie that was released in the EU and most of the Asian Pacific that was a little bit more violent than what we got here in the US. Then in 92, the director's cut happened, which had very little input from Ridley Scott. And then for some reason in 07, the final cut happened, which had a lot of input from ridley scott, but it was almost all stylistically all, you know, let's beef up these let's beef up the special effects. Let's make this a little bit more brighter and vibrant. Let's Just add a lot to to what's going on aesthetically. Important to note, on set, Ridley Scott was the only person who thought that Decker was a replicant. And it's it's a classic (laughs) tale of the studio actually getting in the way of an artist and what they want to do because Warner Brothers basically said, no, we're not doing any of that. And they changed the story completely. After the story was completed, they brought Harrison Ford back in to do this horrible narration over the entire film. I sent the both of you a clip to get a taste of what that yeah. was like.
0: They don't advertise for killers in a newspaper. That was my profession. Ex-cop. Ex-Blade Runner. Ex-killer.
1: Horrible. And another big difference between the theatrical version and the other ones, there is no unicorn daydream. There is no unicorn origami at the end of it. Mm. Yep. Really? Really? Yeah. Changes the movie completely. It right. does.
2: And do they. You wait a minute. So. They so took Decker, it out Decker, who. They, 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 right. They, so, De- yeah. But, to like what you said in the beginning, Decker. Deckard. Deckard, whatever. Deckard. Right? Um, he's. Ridley Scott wanted him to be a replicant? Yes. That yeah. would have been a cool twist. Well, if, you, if you're watching this movie, he's
1: kind of smacking you over the face with he is. That's what the unicorn that's means. That's what the unicorn means. All
3: right, ready? <laughs> I, I, a I get a unicorn no. dream. I get and then it. The dude. Then the dude makes the origami unicorn as a sign of like, I know you're a replicant. And it, makes, and it, makes, and it makes a
1: lot more sense of the reason why Roy saves him at the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. Now, if you take all that away and you have a horrible narration over the entire movie where you have Harrison Ford basically telling you everything that you need to know, hand-holding you through the entire film, taking away all of the mystique and all of the ambiguity, he, he's not. He's just a guy.
0: Yeah.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah, but the way I—even listening to his—even listening to his narration— The way that I was picking it up. And I can see that. I can see how Ridley Scott wanted that. And it makes total sense. But he was even comparing Blade Runner's two replicants. In his narration. He
1: is. But he's still a man. Like he's... like Like the fact that he's going through this... Unlike any of the replicants that we meet in the movie... The fact that they take out the origami, they take out the 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 unicorn. It takes all of the imagination of who he is away. Does it make any sense? I mean, am I
2: am I no, am makes, I off here? Like, no, it makes total sense. I just, I personally never looked <clears> at it from that angle.
1: There are other. So can, there are other. I hints, can see what you're saying. Are, I just, I just. There are other hints never... in the movie that suggest that he's a replicant that I'll get into that are also different from the theatrical version of the film. Like, Warner Brothers wanted no part of Ridley really Scott's vision. None mm. none whatsoever. They 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 changed everything as soon as he was done. And these are just some of the examples of what Warner Brothers went ahead and changed. See, that's the thing is, I originally watched
2: the theatrical ch- version like 20 years ago. Okay. And this was my first time watching the final cut. Okay. um, So... I I I don't I don't remember the theatrical cut that much from twenty years ago, so it was kind of like a you know one of those things. But the uh, that's a good point though. I never actually looked at it and went, oh, like that thought never entered <laughs> my mind that he could be a replicant.
1: That's wow. it's very interesting. Even after watching it's inter- this, you never you didn't think once that he could be. Nope. So did you think he was a replicant so- when you watched it, Lee?
3: So, not in the version I first saw. Okay. Because there, there was no there was no origami the first time. I've seen this movie probably a total of four or five times. Okay, I'm,
1: which I'm, is I'm, a lot I'm, more than I'm I thought. I'm specifically talking <clears throat> about this version that you watch for the purposes of this review.
3: Yeah. So, well, I already I already knew that he okay. was. But the, here's the thing: the, the the reality is, a screenwriter, Hampton Francher. Um, he wrote the character as human. Yes. But they wanted they wanted it there to be like actual like a thought that people would go, "Ooh, is he or is he not?" and just kind of leave it
1: open so people can think about it. Philip Philip but, K. did the same thing in Do Andrew's Dream of Electric Sheep. He wrote the lead detective right. as human. Right. So that's that was the basic
3: idea is to do it this way where it was just it was up for debate. You know, so there really is no answer. So the fact that they're making a sequel to it goes, "Uh, oh. well, <laughs> I guess they have to answer it now, right? <laughs> you would assume. Yeah, I I only watched Twenty Forty Nine once, so when we when we go through that again, I guess I'll I'll pay a lot more attention. Ditto. I only and see watched what it I didn't
1: want to. I didn't want to bring anything from that movie into what we were going to talk about here. I kind of want to keep it like in its own little right. bubble. Right. Okay. That would be interesting
2: though. Because no, go ahead. Uh, ahead. You no, know, because it's it's all about. I started watching Twenty Forty Nine, and there's a part in that that. Draws back to this exact thing that makes me wonder. Are so, you talking about Rachel and the fact that she is pregnant? The fact that she has a child. Yeah, yeah. It, it, that, draw, that does, brings a lot of questions it into that. Doesn't. Can replicants reproduce though, or would it take at least? Well, if Rachel had a, a weird child, st- if Rachel had well, a child, is, then the answer is yes. <laughs> but this is what I'm saying: is can two replicants reproduce, or does it? You know, is it? Do you need to have one actual living form or
3: as Malcolm says, Will life find a way find a way. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, That's not real life. Is it? Oh, there's the question, right? Is number five alive? Johnny five. He's alive, right? Mm -hmm. I don't know. That's, I mean, these are, I mean, these are obviously they're not, they're not robotic.
2: They're, they're, they're basically, um, what's the word I'm looking for? AI. Wow. Well, I, wouldn't even AI. Say, I wouldn't even say that they're I mean, AI. No, they're 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 living. They're living. They've got they got living tissue inside of them, but they're you know they're not they're still manufactured basically. They're just not born. Yeah. So it's interesting. It actually, I don't know, because to be honest, today's. Movies, when they touch on stuff like this, like in iRobot, there's... They
3: make it very th- clear.
2: It's very clear. One is a robot. Even the movie AI, you know, it's still very clear compared to this. This is... Even the the replicants are very, like... Like, when we get into the movie, when he shoots the girl, the lady in the back, she's bleeding. Dora. She has... Yeah, she's bleeding. She's, you know... Bullets can kill her. You know, it's very... You know, they're still very human-esque. Um not even humanoid, but human-esque. They're more real than... So, I will say Ridley Scott did a really good job making this movie and raising a lot of questions that, to this day, questions 40 years ago are still being asked. I think that shows the brilliance of the way he
1: put this film together, honestly. I would agree Mm -hmm. with that. It's also important to note um, that the original... (laughs) The original actor that Ridley Scott wanted to get to play Deckard wasn't Harrison Ford. It was actually Dustin Hoffman. That would have made this oh. movie completely different. <laughs> definitely
3: I, definitely very different. Definitely different. I can't see that at <laughs> Neither all. Neither can I. I can't <laughs> but that imagine ra- that, raises that at the qu- all.
2: But that raises the question, though. If we saw this movie with him... And not Harrison Ford. Would we be sitting here today saying, you know, they thought of Harrison Ford, but they didn't use him, and we'd we'll be asking the same
3: question then? We would. We would like to say, um, <laughs> n- we would like to say no. But the reality is, we don't know. You know, right. there's 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 a ton of alternate casting that we could look back a at lot of them. and be like, and just be like, whoa, imagine that. I mean, I always go back to John Lithgow could have been a pretty cool Doc Brown. But Christopher Lloyd was, like, made by that, you know? Or, or Jeff Goldblum as Doc Brown. It would have been very young. It would have been very weird having to, like, uh, actually, uh, Marty, uh, you know, just going through that. The whole, no, I, I couldn't. It would not be the same. But would it be good? No idea. So, uh, Dustin Hoffman.
1: I can actually no, see I'm,
3: it. I can see it. None but none, I'm really, none, really, none, really glad Dustin they Hoffman. gave Harrison Ford something else. You just see good hmm? form, old man. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't know about Dustin strike, Hoffman. That one, strike, that, that strike, strike! True. For, for some reason, <laughs> on that your one children's, me more than... children's, children's,
1: children's. I hate, I hate, I hate replicants. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, the movie opens up with this opening crawl. Early in the twenty-first century, the Ty early in the twenty-first century, the Tyrell Corporation advanced robotic and. advanced robotic evolution into the nexus phase of being virtually identical to a human known as a replicant the nexus 6 Mm -hmm. replicant were superior in strength and agility and at least equal in intelligence to the genetic engineers who created them replicants were used off (laughs) its replicants were used off world as slave labor in the hazardous explorations and colonization of other planets after a bloody mutiny by a Nexus' combat team in an off-world colony, replicants were declared illegal on Earth under penalty of death. Special Police Squad Blade Runner units had ordered to shoot to kill upon detection, upon detection of any trespassing replicants. This was not called execution, it was called retirement. <laughs> it's not uh-huh. really murder. <laughs> I guess. Right. Anyways, so the movie opens up with a character by the name of Leon Leon Kowalski, and he's taking what they're calling a Voicom test to determine whether or not he's human. In a scenario, about a struggling tortoise is presented to him. However, Leon is unable to answer any of these questions. Later, Leon is asked about his mother, and in response, Leon shoots the man who's interviewing him underneath the table. Okay. Yep. I'm wondering why he can't answer the question about the tortoise.
3: Yeah. I, I think he's, a, it's, I mean, well, that's the whole so thing. So the whole is we don't thing is he's in the middle, of the
1: whole, the, the, the scenario is Leon is in the desert and he flips a tortoise mm-hmm. over on its back and the tortoise is trying to struggle and yep. Leon, he completely shuts down. He does not know how to respond to this.
3: Not at all. Nope. No. Because
1: he's a replicant and he doesn't know how to respond to
3: it. Right. Because it's, it's an emotional response and it's making, it's triggering him. He doesn't know how to respond to it. I think that was the whole point. It was it was triggering some type of emotion that he couldn't uh, sort out, which is why he killed the guy because he he well he killed the guy even, after he
1: mentioned
2: his mother. Well, he mentioned his mother and he couldn't even register that, so he's like, you know what, skip this. I'm not going to keep answering these questions because <laughs> if I keep if I can't answer these questions, I'm going to get retired. So I'm going to retire him first. That's That's that was, I was how I did yeah, that. Yeah, yeah,
1: true, absolutely true. We then see a floating blimp advertising a whole bunch of off-world colonies and all the adventure that you will see. We first meet mm. Deckard on the street and he's eating some street noodles and he's approached by a couple of cops and you get your typical "come with us" trope. Now, a gentleman by the name of Detective Gaff is there and it's very important that we see him now. Deckard is then given the rundown of basically what's going on with these replicants that escaped from off-world and who he exactly is going to be hunting. Six of them escaped. And they made it back to Earth. They try to break into the Tyrell Corporation. Two of them were fried by some electromagnetic field. And the other four were able to escape. And now they're on the run and they're being hunted. All while this is going on, Detective Gaff is in the background and he's making an origami figure of a chicken. Yeah.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Chickens. All the other
1: animals in this movie have... Something else going on. Like, there's an animal motif going on in this movie, except for the chicken. I don't get the chicken. You have the snake. You have the snake. You have the owl. You have the mouse. Yep. Yep. And obviously the unicorn. You have the wolf. You have the unicorn. I don't understand the chicken. The chicken's the outlier. That's the only... That's No idea. No clue. No clue. Okay. Anyways... We get the rundown of who these replicants are that he's going to be hunting, Roy Batty, who's the Nexus 6, a woman by the name of Pris, Leon, and another <laughs> woman by the name of Zora. We've already met love.
3: I love I that the first Google phone was called a Nexus 6. Like, before they had the Pixels, it was, a, it was a Nexus 6. It was the Google Nexus. It was actually a really great phone. I had it for a work phone for a while.
1: I never had any of the Google phones.
3: Oh, I love my Pixel. Huh?
1: Sweet.
0: And it
2: is okay. a replicant. That's that. That's it? You just wanted to <laughs>
3: it, t- talk about your that,
1: Pixel for yep. a minute? <laughs> that, I mean, I was talking about the Nexus 6, but yeah, go ahead. <laughs> We also find out that these replicants, they're not designed to have any kind of human emotion, which is why they have the Voicom test. And they're all built with these four year lifespans because they begin to develop their own emotions after four years. That must be a horrible existence. As soon as you find out exactly what's going on, you die. Pretty much. That's crazy. So Deckard, to get prepared for what he's actually going to be dealing with, he's sent to the Tyrell Corporation headquarters where there is actually a Nexus 6, and he's ordered to put the Viacom test on it, just to get him mm-hmm. kind of ready. As soon as he walks in, he meets a woman named Rachel, spoiler warning, she's the Nexus 6, and he also meets Ooh. a gentleman by the name of Elvin Terrell. After some formalities, he t- puts a test on Rachel, and things go okay until the final question. You're watching a stage play boutique is in progress, and the guests are enjoying an appetizer of Roy oysters. The entree consists of boiled dog, and she cannot relate to this at all. She cannot answer. She completely shuts down. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: I love how she answers a couple other questions, too. Like when he's asking about, you know... Her, like if
1: her husband was cheating on her. She, he she's asked, like... Yeah, the question about with, um, you, you, you're, you're flipping through a magazine as you see a centerfold and she responds right. with, is this supposed to test whether or not I'm a replicant or a lesbian? <laughs> like, she's right. really quick and witty about it. Right. Yeah. She's very, you know, she's asking some pretty, some pretty good questions
2: in return to try to throw him off his tracks too. Right. That was how I, She's asking them back versus just answering. She's, she's actually returning you know, question for question to kind of, you know, knock him off his, you know, his mode of what he's doing. Do
1: you think she's thinking for herself or is this like just the way that she was designed? I think she's totally thinking for herself. So do I.
2: This is why, this is why I compare it to iRobot. You have the one that is different than the rest of them that.
3: No, Will Smith turned down the role of the one. Wah, wah.
2: Yep. Continue. You have the one. You have the one. Artificial intelligent.
1: Didn't he just life form. okay? So in in iRobot, didn't he just kind of upload his his consciousness to that one robot that was like? No. So in that
2: robot, so in iRobot, it wasn't they had, his
1: consciousness. No. No. In
2: iRobot, they had three. They the robots lived by three laws, and in those three laws, they couldn't harm humans. They couldn't do anything to harm here. They couldn't kill humans. Right. Nothing. Well, in this one robot. It could actually defy the three laws. Right. Right. So it could actually thought for itself. It decided to do for it could answer questions. It could ask questions. It could make decisions. It could it actually killed the guy who created him. Um so there in that case I was looking at it, I was like, Yeah, this one Nexus six, this one replicant, is defying all the laws of what actually makes a replicant a replicant.
1: I I, I I guess so, I just for some reason I always mm-hmm. remembered iRobot as the, the creator uploaded like his brain or his consciousness or what have you to this you know, w- one specific robot for like whatever reasons. No, no, it
3: wasn't his brain or his consciousness, but maybe he he mapped him differently based off of a regular human brain. Okay, as opposed fine, to fine, just AI. fine, fine. That might yeah. that might be what it is, and nope, that's he, just a stretch. Cause I haven't watched it in nope, years. He neither sure no, have I.
2: That's kind of why I'm asking right now. So he, he made it the same as every other robot, except for the fact that he did not have to abide by the three laws. So it was that was what made it differently. That so it, what made so it different. so the
1: robot didn't have to obey the three laws, and all of a sudden it has consciousness. Like, they all well,
2: have they all have consciousness to a degree, artificial intelligence, but they couldn't they couldn't do things that went against the three laws. So right, they, like they, they
3: physically couldn't. They would like shut down if they were attempting to. So it's different than it's kind. It's like imagine if our morals would actually stop us you know like if we felt guilty about something we just wouldn't do it like we couldn't do it there's no way that we could go beyond that as opposed to we'd have a conscience and feel bad and guilty about it so, that's that's the difference there is that, that they would actually stop so if if a robot who had you know who knew you know this is wrong but yet it's not wrong because of the situation he made him this way because he wanted him, the robot to kill him right he right. wanted the whole he thing wanted, to be shut yeah, down that was the, the whole, whole point thing
1: to be shut down that i remember
2: so right. what happens is too is he actually gives him Quote unquote dreams, mm-hmm. and he gives him, you know, visions of the past that obviously weren't his thoughts. Wow. Um, so, very much, you know, and since she's the only one that lives past the four years, same thing in this case, too. He's the only one who could live outside of those three laws. She lives outside of the laws of being replicant, and so did the robot in iRobot, which is why oh, I commend, to. Yeah. we have Fair. to
3: watch another movie because if you guys neither of you have seen it um we have to watch it i'm not even going to bring it up right now because it's it's giving everything away but we've talked about it multiple times we're going to do it it's going on the docket at some point but we'll talk soon but it's it's basically there's a lot of stuff derived from it after what we're talking about now oh, just give us the title no <laughs> please give us the title the island <laughs> we have to watch the island okay it's a it's a Michael Bay film, but that does not matter. That it's absolutely actually... matters. This absolutely <laughs> matters. <laughs> you you and it's McGregor, a micro, Scarlet, it's a Michael Bay you film. And, you
1: and McGregor, Scarlett Johansson. Let me let me guess. There's there's Michael Michael Clark Duncan. There's an explosion, isn't there?
3: There are a couple.
1: How did I know? <laughs> are there <laughs> are, there, it's, are it's not, there it's fireworks? Explosions.
2: That, are there fireworks that come out of the explosion?
3: And the rocket's red glare. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs>
2: Michael Bay d- does he does he circle around things in a 3D format? Probably. Like a three, I mean, 360 degrees. <laughs> Probably. Those are his two signature like shots that he does.
3: Yeah. But it's it's old. It's it's older. So it's
1: like before Transformers and stuff too. So. Yeah. I don't know, man. Any 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 Michael Bay film that came out after like. Bad Boys is like... <laughs> so, Decker comes to the determination that... Okay, so Rachel is a uh, replicant. However, he also understands that she's pretty unaware of exactly what she is. Oh, yeah. Tyrell goes into this whole spiel about how... Well, you know how these replicants start to develop their own emotions and we had to, like, you know, implement some kind of expiration date? Yeah, we solved that by just giving them memories. Which, okay, perfect, great. So... Later on in the film, Deckard ends up. Yeah, but at-
2: the rest of them, the rest of them have memories, but still know who they are. Mm-hmm. She doesn't. You sure about this? I, I, they have memories to a degree, maybe not to the same extent that she has, but they all still know who they are. She doesn't. She, like she doesn't. She, she does, but she doesn't. She she's, knows. she's different.
1: She's not the closest comparison <laughs> that you can make to Rachel in this movie is Roy.
2: Right, and but I mean, he, he still dies at the he end dies too, at so.
1: the end. But he doesn't. Does he go into anything where he's talking about memories or 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 what was implanted or anything like that? No. Neither does any of the other replicants that you know get gunned down.
2: That's that's true.
1: So she's she's different. She's she was built very differently. With-
2: Do they ever? Does 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 Tyrell ever tell us? Uh, Maybe I missed it, but does he ever explain why he makes her differently? No. See, that's a giant hole to me.
1: Well. I wouldn't say hole. I would say that's up for interpretation. I would say hole. Okay. Because, okay.
2: So, aside from the love story part of this whole thing, why make her differently?
1: Because he can. Yeah. But...
2: Like in iRobot, we know why he made him differently. Why make her? Why out of the what was it? Six, five that there were. There was four left, five including mm-hmm.
3: her. Yeah. Why? He made it because because he could. Because he could. I mean, what Will's saying is pretty. He he could and he wanted to see what would happen. Why he's, does he's a scientist? He's experimenting. Exactly.
1: Why does Elon Musk want to put a man on Mars?
3: Why does he want to put chips in our brains so we can have music in our mind and we can rickroll people without them knowing it's happening? You they are on been... a roll, man. What? Keep
1: going. No, I'm saying
3: keep going. You didn't see, hear about the chips, the the brain chips, the one so we that can... he put in a pig. Yeah, like two years ago. He's he said he wants to put chips so people can just have like play music in their own heads without having to have headphones.
2: Yeah, but that's so not you... the reason. Yeah, but... Th-
3: Imagine hacking that and rickrolling people? <laughs>
2: no. That'd be hilarious. There, I'm sorry. When we watch <laughs> movies and there's, there's things that happen and there's no answer as to why, both of you guys rip it apart. Uh-huh. But in this, I'm this not... one thing, which is a huge factor to this film, you guys are going to go with just because? No, I'm not. He's really? a scientist. He's a scientist.
3: I, I, pff, so? Scientists don't stop. They keep going. They They get power hungry. They they, want to try things out. They get bored. They did, and they knew all along
2: that if they continued, he even said it at the very end, talking to Roy, that the the brighter you go, the shorter the lifespan, because you are so perfect, you only have four years. Okay, so Uh if she truly is everything
1: they are, Uh plus some— he also goes through the whole spiel about how there's, like, cells, and they decay, and there's, there's a virus that will infect you, and yada, yada, yada. Right. So this is right. clearly, right. like, they fixed that problem. She is uh-huh. the answer to that problem. Right. Did they th- fix it? Because
2: they're trying to eradicate them. Okay, Did so... They I, like, I, I, Tyrell's I didn't, not
1: trying to eradicate them. No, not at all. Tyrell's not trying to eradicate them at all. No, he's no. trying to did they he did money. they did he really fix the problem in that or did well i i said that i didn't want to get too bogged down by the sequel but we know that she lives for a lengthy period of time we know that she gives birth we know that there's some some type of a hybrid going on like
3: yeah let's not talk about the sequel right. i really don't
2: remember yeah. it so how <laughs> come so that was the so that's the case though to it, to if she really was she's the, the next stage. she's
1: she's she's clearly the next stage. I mean, she's the Nexus this. Seven. There you go. Fine, I'll <laughs> I'll I'll, I'll <laughs> we'll agree with that one, Lee. That's she's the Nexus thought. Seven. What'd you say? I I mean, they don't explicitly say that in the film, but I mean, if you want to interpret it that way, you can. That's what I think is so awesome about this movie is you can interpret it however you want to. If you want to see it as a plot hole, I'm not going to argue with you. But at the same time, if you want to see it as Terrell just wants to like do the next step, you can absolutely look at it that way as well.
3: Yeah, anybody who's in a position of, of like inventing and creating things like that is going to always want to see how far they can push it. You know, so I I don't see it as a plot hole. I see it as just like, well, duh, that's just that's just how scientists roll. I mean, look at Jurassic Park. They just couldn't stop creating dinosaurs and, and making all these different, you know, species and hybrids and all that. It's like they just keep on going. But every time they create something new, they tell you why. Because they wanted more teeth. Not
2: just because. but they give you an answer okay, as so, to why so you, every so you single would have appreciated, time. I am very surprised. So you would have I am very surprised
3: with the two of you that says, that I in did this, case, this to no, see if we could perfect on. the design, blah, blah, blah. That's all you wanted, right? Maybe there's a One deleted scene, One line could have scene fixed the whole thing. Maybe there's a, del- there's a lot of deleted
2: scenes in this movie from what I've, from what I've
3: heard. Um... You know what they're gonna have? They're gonna have the final, re, final cut. re-shot six different <laughs> that's times. That's gonna have that. That's gonna have that one, yeah, that one scene <laughs> in there. You're like, oh, that's why. Okay.
2: <laughs> but she is, she is looked at as yes. the ne- as a Nexus Six as well too in this. Your 6. assumption 5. is she's a Nexus Six <laughs> along with the. Re- no, she is a Nexus Six because there's five of them. They
1: t- he is told that there are five Nexus Sixes. She is what, and Leon? They're not Sixes. No, Roy is only Roy is the only Nexus Six that escaped with them. He, that's why you know they go into the whole thing about oh he must be their leader. Like they actually do say that in the film. So he's the only one. No, but there's he's the only Nexus Six. The other ones, exactly. They no were, one cares about the rest. They, well, hey, they die. The re- we, we, we'll mm-hmm. get into that later, but they, they, they die. And I think the fact that well they all die, they, they all die. <laughs> they all and die. I think the fact that the rest of them are so much dumber <laughs> by comparison <laughs> should should really give a lot of that away. Leon is is he's he he has a two digit <laughs> IQ in this movie. He's not very intelligent at all. I, lo- I love Leon. <laughs> Of course, of course. <laughs> Just he's so simple. He looks like he belongs on a farm somewhere. Why? Why would you do that?
3: Why? Why do you need to know that?
1: <laughs> but like, that's I s-
3: why whenever you whenever you see him in anything else after that. When, I mean, I always saw him in other stuff first, and then I saw him in this. I'm like, dude, it's that dude when he's young. I mean, he was in um, Forty Eight Hours, Fifth Element, obviously. Um, A few others, actually, I guess he's worked with Bruce Willis a few times, but um, yeah, the dude's been kind of all over the place Um, and he's done, he's done like voice acting as well, which is interesting, but yeah, he's, he's been all over the place. Tons of voice acting. Wow. I didn't even notice
1: that. But anyways, if you want to, if you want to look at that as a serious hole, I'm not going to argue with you. You are, (laughs) you are entitled to look at it that way all you want to. I just don't see it that way. I agree with Lee on this one. It, this is this is a scientist. This is a company that wants to keep on moving forward. They, they 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 they're not in the business to just stop. The other thing we have to recognize is, I I get that, but you're then right. she wouldn't be called the Nexus Six. You, you are you're right here. You're right, and she you're is absolutely right. There's no reason to call her a Nexus Six.
3: Well, if Roy was the only other Nexus Six, it would make sense that they're still making new. They're still making new advancements. So, so, for example, um, I got a phone a few years ago. Right? And I got it, like, the week the phone was released. I shouldn't have. No. I should have waited at least three months. Nobody should they would get have a phone low- when oh. it's
1: just released.
3: <laughs> I didn't realize it was just released. I was doing research on it for a while, and I didn't realize it was only, like, a week or two out. So I should have waited three months and then work the bugs out of the hardware before getting it. So now I got this phone. It's a great phone, but it's got, it's got like, a couple of really simple, dumb issues that kind of render the phone, like, 50% useless to me. Like, if it can't connect to Bluetooth consistently... It's no use to me, right? I, I do everything via Bluetooth, so I'm like, that phone is just like, it's a glorified tablet at this point. So I still have it, but the point was, I think that's what it was kind of happening here, was that Roy was the first Nexus 6, and he had what was going on here with his short lifespan because of this and that and whatever, and then you've got Rachel, who was the the um, better hardway version of it.
2: That's true, but at the very end when he's talking yeah. to Tyrell, and Tyrell says, we can't... Right. Change. It. We can't. We are change not able you. to go beyond this. him because he was can't him. Fit.
1: Yeah, they couldn't do anything about him. No, 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 right, no, no. I'm going to agree to disagree. Because on in that scene that you're talking about, Roy is talking. He wants more life. He wants to be modified to the point where he has more life. Tyrell didn't lie to him. He said we can't right, do anything about was... you. No, I know. The damage is done, my dude. It's over. (laughs) Like we can't do anything about you. Rachel is a completely different story. Unfortunately, we don't get any kind of interaction between Roy and Rachel, which is one of the missed opportunities of this movie. I think that would have been a really interesting conversation. But but outside of the one line that she is
2: different, we don't know why. We don't know how. We don't know what causes it. We don't know where it goes. We don't know any of it.
1: No. 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 (laughs) That's why I say it's a big plot hole.
2: Because if there was more around it, aside from the, oh, she's different. And she's different solely. She is different in this movie solely because of the love connection Hmm. between her and Deckard's character. Outside of that, no. That's the only we'll reason to in this it. film why she is I have something different.
1: to say about the love story. That's my big problem with this movie. <laughs> I, I have something to say about the love story. So we then see. <laughs> Let me abuse you. Oh, that's <laughs> Tell me my you problem. Love me. <laughs> that's my problem. And I, uh, I, I will, I will, I will get to it in a second. Yeah. Well. Uh, uh, Deckard hmm. searches Lehan's apartment uh, and comes across some photos. That's a problem that I have. Why does Leon have these photos? <laughs> Why? There's no Where? reason for him to have these pictures. No, I, don't, I don't see even what it,
3: what it, what it means. It, like, what was uh, the whole, what, it, what came out of it? I have no, well. Did you, did you, did you watch the, did you watch the <laughs> narrated cut? The, see, I,
1: no, that tells I okay, still can okay, You go right ahead and there. explain what the photos mean. Like, what did Harrison Ford tell you?
2: He said that basically the photos were put there to give them a false memory of who they were when they were younger.
0: Leon's pictures had to be as phony as Rachel's. I didn't know why a replicant would collect photos. Maybe they were like Rachel. They needed memories.
2: It was to give him the feeling of actually having okay, a Okay, so, so, so five a minutes life.
1: ago in this film, Tyrell tells me that Rachel was given memories because she's advanced. And then five minutes later, Harrison Ford tells you in a narration that, oh, these photos were planted there as memories for this lower life form. What?
2: Right. But then five minutes later, he goes and tells Rachel that they're not really your memories. They're all based off of Tyrell's niece. So, (laughs) (laughs) So... So... (laughs) okay. (laughs) they're all the, the point is. Whether it's a photo, a memory, or whatever, it's all it's fake all for fake. these It's, guys. it's all planted. planted they're there planted, for them. planted memories. So
1: he just has. So the the photos are just his as like some type of foundation.
2: It, it's it's to give the it's to give the the appearance and the feeling of truly being human. Okay, all right. That's what I got out of it.
1: Anyways, he comes across the photos finds some kind of scale that we'll get into later, and Gaff is now making a figure out of a match. A man figure out of a match, or whatever he's doing in the background. We then get our first scene with Roy, who heads into a an office where there is a man who is designing eyes for all the nexuses it is cold he's wearing this jacket to keep him warm he is interrogated he is intimidated the jacket gets torn off of him he is almost freezing to death and this guy he doesn't know a whole lot about what's going on within Tyrell as a company but you know big boss big big guy big genius Tyrell he knows everything and gives up the name Sebastian He'll take you to see Terrell all you want, and that's basically where we end everything with him. I don't know if this guy lives or dies. I have no idea. This is the guy who they like.
2: They're just like plopping yeah, all the yeah, eyes yeah. on Leon his shoulders. Yeah, Leon is in the
1: background and... <laughs> with the eyes and just putting them all over his body. Like, what? Ridiculous. <laughs>
3: totally ridiculous. Okay, uh. so.
1: Deckard is going home, and on his elevator back to his apartment, who's on the elevator with him? Oh my God, it's Rachel, and she's just there waiting for him.
2: Uh, okay, she. Okay, she's on the elevator the entire, the entire time. He
1: never, he never realized
2: he goes like a hundred stories, and then he just turns to his right and aims his gun at her. Doesn't notice her standing a foot and a
1: half away this from the entire time. This does not seem like a very time. big elevator. You would figure they would like <laughs> no. rub up against each other as he got on to. <laughs> nah, she was like
2: the buttons you push to get to this floor you want. She's like standing right, right next to him. You're, you're right. I remember back 20 years when I first watched this with my old roommate. He said this is a and this was the theatrical version. This the this version wasn't mm-hmm. even out yet. Um, he goes. This movie is great. It's a cult classic, but there's a lot of holes in it.
1: There's a lot I'm of holes gonna in this say movie. There aren't a lot of holes. This is a hole. The the part before <laughs> with the photos, that is a hole. I just don't think that Rachel's existence is a hole. No. So okay. we we're we're on the same page with everything else so far, but Rachel, we're, <laughs> we're going to have to circle back around to that one in a couple of minutes, sir. I mean, I could understand him coming
2: into the elevator and putting the gun at her. (laughs) Riding riding from
1: floor 1 to 97 and not noticing her at all. (laughs) Until 97. Like, I could understand, like,
2: okay, floor 1, he pops in. Floor 2, he notices her, points the gun at her. They kind of have a staring contest, a, you know... Start, he starts asking questions, and then by floor ninety seven, he's walking her into his apartment. Right, I get that. But you know, it's a. I mean, this was a pretty fast elevator, but it was still a good distance from floor one ninety seven, where, and he jumps yeah. too. Like he, you see him jump and to the right, and he's aiming the gun at her, and you're like, okay, how did you like? <laughs> obviously, we didn't see it because of the camera. Was she angle, wearing all black? But.
1: It doesn't, it doesn't matter. matter. <laughs> She's standing right there. <laughs> Half
2: away from him.
3: <laughs> oh. Maybe she had one of those like uh, Harry Potter invisibility cloaks or something. No,
2: she was standing <laughs> right there. And I am, I am glad though. When I, when I watched the narration part of all this, the little five minute clip that you sent us, um, I am so glad they took that out because Harrison Ford is not a narrator. He
1: phones it in the entire time. I think time. we talked he did not I, I I skipped over that when I was doing my little intro. He did not want to do it. No. He he famously did not want to go back. Like he completely disagreed with Ridley Scott on who Deckard was. Like they and they famously did not get along. And I'll get into mm-hmm. a little bit more of this when we do the sequel. Even even unsaid at the sequel. Harrison Ford and Ridley Scott kind of got into it a little bit. So the fact that the fact that it was just like the studio wants to do something to spit in the face of Ridley Scott and Harrison Ford still wasn't on board with this is just like whoa! It's like he yeah, the, the the narration is horrid, horrid.
2: It's it's horrible. Yeah, it's yeah. it's awful. And you know, in one of our last podcasts, we talked about we talked about you know good people who do narration like James Earl Jones. Um, Ryan Reynolds, Morgan yes. Freeman, stuff like that. Harrison Never. Ford, nope. not on that list. <laughs> Nowhere near it.
1: Nope. Nowhere near it. So anyways, like I was saying.
2: It sounded like, it does. It sounded like he was just reading it verbatim off a piece of paper. And that's all he did. There was no fluctuation in his voice. It, you could tell he just didn't care. It was just bad. It's so, does it, And I'm glad does it There's another out.
3: thing about this movie that's actually really interesting. is because they had so many different cuts and so many different versions. There were lots of there was there was a lot of dialogue that was changed, and if you rewatch the movie, you can al- you can almost just chalk it up to well, it's an old movie, so the di- you know the uh, the audio might not sync up right. No, the reason why things don't match up is because they literally changed the dialogue. I believe it in different cuts. So, for example, when um, when Deckard asked Rachel if Terrell's owl was artificial, she's like, "Of course it is." The original line was, "Of course not." But she says, of course it is when in the actual audio. of it, Right. So next time you watch it, like see things like that. Every time you see it like not quite match up, it's because they probably changed the line, but it was close enough. But that's the whole thing is they were going back and forth on what's real, what's fake, who's a replicant, who's not. So that that's why this this is probably the most controversial movie when it comes down to, OK, is he or is he not? It's like, did Han shot shoot first? Is it is it uh, as bad? Or, you know, I wonder, did Greedo shoot at all?
1: Is it as bad as like something like Die Hard 2? When it's shown on cable TV, and Bruce Willis starts cursing, and the but the voiceover clearly is not cursing and clearly is not Bruce Willis. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't say I recall the that. Lips I, don't, don't, I don't know if I've,
3: the, ever, I've ever watched Die Hard two on TV. The, lip, so. the,
1: the, the lips don't line up. The audio <laughs> is off, and it's clearly not there's Bruce Willis a, speaking. It was just like they got some guy. a lot of cuts. In, <laughs> just to, <laughs> and there's a lot of cuts in that, that movie. Yeah, too. I can
3: imagine. So I, I told you guys as I was doing the Dickerson cut of um, of Back to the Future, right? So I had I had two different cuts. No. So the Dickerson cut is basically. M- taking all the movies and putting them together. One solid film just keeps on going. Then I had an idea for the Dixon family cut. One that cuts out all the, the you know, bad words for the kids. And I'm like, okay, well, there's certain things I can't just cut out completely. So what do I do? And I'm coming up with all of these alternate words, like holy sharks, you know, like <laughs> all these different things I can say. And none of it was matching up right. I'm like, okay, I got to really come up with some new ideas here. So if you start coming up with alternate words for some of the uh we'll say uh rated r words that were that were thrown in a in a movie that was pg-13 but is now pg um let me know okay. because so, it, so it's hilarious Just to give you an example of of, of
1: of die hard 2 um yippee kai am effort was changed to yippee kai like el capitan like something ridiculous like something ridiculous <laughs> like that and it clearly it was just like this doesn't line up at all. It's not even it's if not even was, the same. It's not even like the same syllables, like the cadence is off. and it's not even Bruce Willis. like it was that like that, and if I was Bruce Willis, that's that's like that's Bruce Willis's like coined line, yeah, uh-huh. too. Maybe it wasn't El Capitan, maybe it that's was like, like Comrade like, or something like that, where like the whole accent <laughs> and everything was going on with it. It was ridiculous. That's hilarious. Well, it's like it's like trying to change um
2: what well, it was was it it was Samuel yeah, Jackson. Yeah. The snakes. Yeah. With, uh,
3: with Yeah. Not just the, the Monday same, to the, Wednesday uh, plane. Um, or whatever this, whatever and, 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 it was. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my god. This Monday to Wednesday
1: plane. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. This is all real. This is all real. This happened. <laughs> this happened. But they also they also it um
2: uh what was it? Where he has his wallet. It was what movie was that? Um, the the um B A M F oh, or wallet. Mean. That's me. Yeah. <laughs> no. Well, yeah, no
3: you yeah, Okay, he, so you have, the, have wallet, the wallet, but it, it came from, from, fiction. from pulp fiction. What? Yeah. Pulp fiction. <laughs> <It> <laughs> which would like which try to change that one. Which line. one's yours? <laughs> it's the one that's... What's funny is like I thought that was just like a joke, but then he pulls it out and it really says it yes. on there. That made it so and much it funnier. Yeah. I thought he was just I've never seen
1: that's that's what I don't know. I've never seen the TV version of that movie. I don't think there is. <laughs> I don't they think can't there play could that be. movie on Can TV. You? <laughs> I don't think there could be. It would be rewriting. Like it would have to be rewritten. Imagine,
3: imagine putting the Wolf of Wall Street on TV. It's like nope.
1: That would <laughs> not work.
3: They go for a two. It'd go from a two and a half hour movie Five to an, an hour and 15
1: minute movie. An hour and 15 minutes. <laughs> Anyways, why is Rachel here all of a sudden? Well, she basically asks Deckard if, she, if he thinks that she's a replicant. He pours himself a drink and sits down and tells her, listen, memories have been implanted into your head. All right, that's, that's pretty much what's going on. She kind of denies this, but then he goes into the whole thing about how you and your brother when you were younger wanted to play doctor. But you chickened out and ran away. When you were looking out of your window, you saw a uh, hundred spider eggs and they all hatch and then they ate mama. And Rachel uh-huh. starts to cry and then she leaves. <sighs>
2: I thought this is where she, he tells her that they weren't her memories. They were. He,
1: he, he jokingly. He, he tells he that it might, was Tyrell's. Yeah, niece. He jokingly says, they're not your memories. They're Tyrell's nieces. Like he says it like mm. that. And then she, and then she, starts, and then she crying starts crying and then, and then she, yeah, she, uh, she leaves. So. That scene happens.
2: I mean, that would be a pretty tragic thing, being like, okay, these really aren't my memories; they're somebody
1: else's. It is. It's pretty tragic. I mean, she does start to cry and she does leave abruptly. So, I, it, I mean, take that for what it's worth. It, do replicants do? Do replicants that? do what? Cry? C- cry? Clearly, <laughs> I mean, she cried. Well, do, the,
0: do any of them do? They don't show emotion. Not supposed to. Roy. Rachel.
1: Clearly, they're showing emotion.
2: Roy. Not to the same point as humans, because that's why he says after four years, they start to really show emotion, so they kill them off in four years. Okay, so the
1: replicants in this movie are arguably more emotional than humans are.
2: True. But take any human and see if they can shove a nail through their hand and see how, if that's even possible, first mm-hmm. of all, and then if there would mm-hmm. be a different emotion with that, then, you know, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it really changes things. This is, this is why they make her to be different, because she can actually show the true emotion of a human, which is why she's questionable, comparative to the other to the well, other. Well, um, well
1: yeah. So back Replica. down on the street, we then meet Pris, who's all dressed up like a prostitute, and she's waiting in <laughs> some garbage for JF Sebastian to come on home. He comes home, she is startled, she fakes her way up into his apartment by saying by telling him that she's hungry. Turns out that this JF Sebastian guy, he's a genetic engineer. <laughs> yeah. he basically came up with all of it he basically came up with yeah (laughs) basically and he has an apartment full of toys that he built now living toys living toys now they're they're little people (laughs) they're dwarves they're little people who are just dressed up and they're and they're hanging around this guy's apartment acting like they're toys yeah I don't know why but this freaks me out
3: (laughs) (laughs) you didn't like the munchkins either huh
1: he created yes. them to be yeah. that. that's why it freaks me out like this guy bugs me for like this guy scares me like out of all the characters in this movie this is the one that scares me he's hamilton so he sebastian yes, scares you because he's hanging out in his apartment calling the toys that he built that look very human like his friends well, yeah this is the one this is this is the guy <laughs> that's but they all this is all, the guy all that all characters like he say that he's This no this is the guy that you when he does something, I going to say, what did he's... Michael
3: Jackson do in his home? Let's
2: not go there. I'm just
3: going to say, he had a fun park. He had Neverland Ranch. Eccentric dude. Genius. Eccentric. Did weird stuff that we would go, that's odd. Had a, Maybe not illegal, but had a, had, odd. Had a
1: monkey. <laughs>
3: <laughs> he had a monkey. Named Bubble. Na-
1: and a son named Blanket. Yes. All this is true. And, hey, and, and, one, and to me, Michael Jackson is just as scary. But this guy scares <laughs> me a lot more because he's like alone in his apartment with these toys.
3: You know, if you go into the bathroom, if doing? you go if you go in front of the mirror in the dark and you say hee hee three times, Michael Jackson appears. Well, maybe not. Oh no, I'm you're not. right.
1: It's it's Chamon. <laughs> I'm Wow. Wow. Wow, 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 This wow, is a family-friendly podcast, let's so I'm going to keep those jokes to myself. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. This guy, is, this guy doesn't
2: scare me, but he's loopy. He's loony. Yes. He's lost it. He's alone. so That's he's creating, why.
1: He's, he's alone, and he's creating, creating these he's, characters. He's, he's, for, he's alone, he's, and he's building his own friends. Are
2: they his friends? Or are they his friends? Well, he says friends, they're his friends. Quote, unquote.
1: Yep. <laughs> we're on the same page. Yep. This yep. is the guy that when he does something all of Twisted. his neighbors were He was such a nice and quiet guy. He that's him. This is the guy. I don't care what this is the guy. This is the guy that everybody needs to watch.
2: Yeah, but this guy looks strung out the entire time
1: too. On top of that, <laughs> like this like guy is constantly but he, also,
3: he, but he also he also was like he had this weird disease that made, that him, made him older age. than he was. Yes. Yeah. So he, he yeah he was, was twenty five, yeah, but yeah, he looked he, like he was 25. fifty.
1: <laughs> yeah. He looks like he's fifty.
3: Sure. And back then, back then the old makeup was not great. He looked like a guy who was maybe like forty, trying to look like he was sixty.
1: Sure, yeah, sure. I thought they, I thought they did a good job well. with them. By nineteen eighty two standards, they did a really good job with a lot of the makeup. Oh yeah, that was no, going absolutely. I mean, it wasn't bedroom no, button. No, yeah. not at all.
3: <laughs> what he's said, <like>, Hey, <laughs> he's like the tiny baby old man. <laughs> this makes no sense.
1: Meanwhile, back in Deckard's apartment, he begins to daydream about a unicorn. Ah again. Daydream? I thought it was a straight-up dream. No, he was daydreaming. Uh, He was sitting in his piano, eyes wide open, and then it just cuts to the unicorn, then it cuts back to Deckard, and his eyes are still open. So I thought it was a daydream. Okay. Anyways, and like I mentioned earlier, that is cut. That is not in the theatrical version of the film. Nah. Which is really, really weird. (laughs) Um, yeah. Anyways, he begins to analyze one of these photos... And there's a woman in the background with a snake tattoo on her ear. Now, the way that he goes through analyzing this photo, not...
2: It was very
0: intriguing.
1: You think? It,
2: well, she's not in the background. She's around the corner. She's in the mirror. So she's... <laughs> no, she's, the, she's reflection the reflection in the, in the mirror. In the mirror behind yes, yes, the camera. Right. Uh-huh. I thought it was actually... I thought they did a good job. With, he had... He had extremely
1: good eyesight yeah. to catch. So that. my other thing is, what was this person trying to take a picture of?
2: It wasn't there. That wasn't it. You're Roy right. That was it was Roy. The... I
1: always forget that Roy's yeah. in the picture. I right. always feel for- okay. Never mind then. Anyways, he's analyzing the photo. He sees the snake. He goes to a bar, and he meets uh, Zora, who's you know dancing with this. Fake snake. Now, this is not a real animal. We also find out somewhere along the litter throughout this movie that real animals are incredibly rare and incredibly expensive. So, obviously, the snake, not real. The owl in Tyrell's office that we saw before, not real. I'm not wondering real. if that's the same case for all of the other animals, along with the animal motif that we see in this movie, because we also see there's a couple of mice that are scattered around uh, Sebastian's apartment. I don't know if those are real or if those are fake as well. I Mm -hmm. guess it really doesn't matter, though. Anyways, so Lee, I'm going to ask you something in this specific scene. So Harrison Ford goes into her dressing room and he says he's with the American... <laughs> the American Federal <laughs> of Variety Artists. He's from the yeah. Confidential Committee of Moral Abuse and he just wants to mm-hmm. check around her room for holes. Now, he goes in and out of his accent a couple of different times throughout this thing and I want to know uh-huh. how you feel about that. Um well,
3: <laughs> he's, he's like very high and talking like this a lot. And then he goes back down to like normal and then and, he catches you know, himself
1: and then he goes up back yeah, high and then again. He goes back
3: in. Well, well, she clearly didn't like trust him <laughs> no. pretty early on, but yeah, she, but yet she kind of like went on with it and then took a full on shower and then came out. She goes, Oh yeah, well help me with this. And then boom, boom, run away. Run away. So, but like she, I, I'm trying to figure it out. Like, she she knew right off the bat not to trust this dude. But did she know straight up he's a blade runner? I don't know. I that's my big question is like what did she think? Who did she think he was? Most likely if she's a runaway replicant then yeah, she would probably have an idea that a, that a blade runner's after her. Um but I, I don't know. Either way it was it was a strange I didn't expect it. Let me just say entirely how I feel about Harrison Ford in this movie. Oh, boy. We see him as Indiana (laughs) Jones. We see him as Han Solo, right? Then we see him as Deckard. And he is completely, I would say. um,
2: No, no. No, no. We see him as Han Solo. Then we see him as Deckard. Then we see him as Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones is mid-80s, not early 80s. If Empire really? Empire
1: Empire came out in eighty, this came out yeah. in eighty two. Okay. Indiana Jones
2: was
3: like eighty. That's what I really? Raiders? That's what Raiders was. Yeah, I thought Raiders was earlier than that. Uh, eighty one. Sorry, nope. Eighty one.
1: Raiders of the Lost Ark came out in eighty one.
3: Eighty one. Okay, sure. Yep. So my point was um we've seen him as Han Solo, we've seen him as as uh, Indiana Jones and then we see him here as Deckard. He's gone from like you know talking the talk to walking the walk even though he's afraid of snakes to really like he's just he's just he he's a detective. He's there. But he's 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 got no skills as far I mean he can shoot people but he's you know, you go into it, and you almost expect, like, okay, he's out here for a reason. The reason why they hired him is because he has a skill. No, he was just a dude just doing a job. You know, I'm expecting John McClane, and I hate to say it, but he's he's wimpy in this whole movie. Like, he he can't hold on to the side of a building at the end, and it's like everything else he's doing with Roy, it's... I just I was disappointed. In I watching actually this. appreciated that that he I was I actually yeah, I was kind of going to say I do too. I do too. But my question comes back to the simple thing: Why did they like get him out of retirement in a sense to get him to come back when they could have just had anybody who was actually more qualified physically to do so? No, hey, because it because he was expendable. He's retired. He's expendable.
2: If we're gonna lose somebody in the process of this,
3: let him be the one. That's that, the that's scapegoat. a stretch. I mean, I believe it, but I don't believe. I don't. I can't see that being the reason why. Um, what's his face? There was like, yeah, let me get you back. He really made it seem like we need you. And of course, I, they made I, I it seem but, that way to him. But the way movies were made back then, it wasn't less like, oh yeah, because they would have said like, oh let's get let's get uh, Deckard. Uh, yeah, we can just lose Deckard. Like they would make it pretty clear if that was the case, but. He was very. Why would they make it clear? We it's not clear to us why Rachel lives longer than everybody
2: else. Why would they make true, that clear? That,
3: I mean, in no version is there any um, realization as to but why that.
2: Right revelation. outside of that, you know, usually there's usually two one of two reasons why they bring somebody back in after they retire. Either they bring them back in after they retire because, you know. They are the best of the best and they need him or they they know too much. They understand too much. We want to get rid of this party, but we could use this guy to help get rid of this party. And if he dies in the process, no skin off our teeth. We don't lose one of our own. He's retired anyways. No one cares. <clears throat>
1: and in this case, it's the Are You buying that, Will? If- I agree with Lee. It's a stretch. I think I I think that's a strategy. I think he was brought in because he was the most qualified.
3: That's really how they were. Putting I it think out there.
1: He, I think he was brought in to do this job because he was the most qualified person to do it.
3: Now, but I don't see him being very qualified. Neither do I. Now, here's <laughs>
1: but on the same note, you bring up Indy, you bring up Han. What other qualifications does Harrison Ford have? I mean, just for, for for example, let's look at something that he did way way later. What was so special about Harrison Ford in U.S. Marshals? Mm. He wasn't in U.S. Marshals. He was yeah. in. The first um, one. Oh my the god, he was in. Yeah, fugitive. What was so special about him in the fugitive? What special? Well, nothing. He did was he running bring? away exactly, but he was just a guy. They could have gotten any guy to run away from Tommy Lee Jones.
3: But there's a difference between running away and your job is to investigate and find somebody. Like, he's going after people, not running away here.
1: That's that's the big sure. difference. I don't know. I always kind of felt the same way. That, okay, you you,
2: you you... The honest reason is because it's Harrison Ford and they wanted a star to play that role. So they got him to... Same reason why they got kind of um, let me let me what's his name for for um Jarrell
1: Superman But okay uh, what's his what's, his, <laughs> what's a... his name Yeah um Brando <sighs> Listen <laughs> Brent, Yeah <laughs> I I'm not going to go into Brando right now that would be too no, much for I'm, me to no, do No
2: neither am I but what I'm saying is the reason the reason I why they did that but at the Marlon same time Brando
1: and Gene Hackman it's, was for it's marketing very... purposes I agree with you, but at the same time, it's very clear that somebody, somebody, whether it was really Scott or whether it was somebody else in the production team, pulled Harrison Ford aside and said, I do not want you to be Han. I do not want you to be um, Indy. I want you to be complete. And this is what they got. But that and that that brings me into the whole thing. But afterwards, what else did Harrison Ford do? I mean, this is an actor that gets a whole lot of praise for those two roles and those two roles alone. Outside of that,
2: oh my gosh, but he did "Clear and Present Danger." He he was he was one of the original um, um. Tom Clancy, what's the, what's the Tom Clancy books?
1: Um, Rainbow Six, Jack Jack Reacher, First, Reacher. character, Jack,
2: yeah. not Jack Reacher, um,
1: Jack Ryan, yeah, yeah, Jack Ryan. He was the original yep. Jack Ryan.
2: Um, Air Force mm-hmm. One. He was phenomenal in. Um, he's done a lot of fantastic oh, yeah. stuff. All right. Outside of those two, right. those two stories, all lines.
1: these, all these movies that you just mentioned,
2: way different than. You look Jones at, and, but you
1: look at Han Solo. You look at Indiana Jones. You see Harrison Ford. All of the movies that you just mentioned, you could replace Harrison Ford with a number of different actors at the time.
0: Oh, well, of course,
2: but he just. But I made think that's. I think
1: that's the point that Lee and I are trying to make about Harrison Ford in this movie. He's what? just
3: a guy. Like he played an Ender's Game. That was a fantastic film. Yeah, but I mean, this is this um, is years later, though. He's at this point, he's just a household name. But we're talking. He was in Cowboys and Aliens. Oh, jeez, God. <laughs> his, when are we his doing acting, that next week?
2: His acting next to um, what's his name? Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig was <laughs> phenomenal <in that> movie.
3: <laughs> I think I half watched that movie when I was working at Blockbuster, and I was like, oh, wow, okay, no.
1: <laughs> Anyways, to Lee's point, Zora, she's not buying any of this act. She turns to him and says, well, come over here and zip me up. He does, she hits him, and then they proceed to play a whole game of hide and seek throughout the streets of Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Basically, running all, all over the place, weaving in and out of crowds and people. So, she finally meets her end when she tries to escape by just going through a whole bunch of store windows, and she is gunned down in spectacular fashion. Mm hmm. All right. Oh,
3: yeah. She's yep. Dead. yep. That's okay. It. Yeah, I mean, obviously, in the, the theatrical and final cut, it's a lot bloodier than in. Oh, no, sorry, not the theatrical, but the director's cut and the final cut. It's a lot bloodier here. Than what we got in the theatrical. They, they really they really played up the blood and all the other versions of it after theatrical. So. I
2: mean, she only got shot twice in the back.
1: Yeah, but they made it like a big deal. It was like splat.
2: Yeah, like. <laughs> right.
1: It was a whole thing. Anyways, so later on.
2: And that, that clear raincoat didn't. Not be- at all. <laughs> not at all.
1: Not at all. Yeah. Not going to stop bullets there. So. Later, he finds out, well, he's approached by, you know, the guy who's in charge of everything, who sent him on this task in the first place, who tells him, you only have four left. And he's like, no, no, I have three left. Come to find out, Rachel has escaped from the Tyrell Corporation. She just basically disappears, so she's added to the list now, and now she's on the list of people that Deckard has to kill. Mm. Great. Perfect. On his way back home, Leon approaches Deckard on the street, beats on him for a little (laughs) while, looks dead in his face, taunting him with a whole bunch of different lines like, time to die, when out of nowhere, <laughs> Rachel shoots him in the head. Uh-huh. I don't know how... Out of nowhere, they had exactly. to continue the
2: movie, and he was going to kill I him in so. this part.
1: And if they didn't do that, the you're movie would have been over. He should have just killed Deckard right then and there. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> like, just like end this that's movie what, right, what, that's right that's now? what happened if she didn't magically...
2: If they, if she, if Rachel didn't magically show up and do that, Deckard so was dead. <laughs> like Deckard I, would have been I don't had. know
1: what it looks like on the direct, on the um, the final cut version that you two watched, but the director's cut. This did not look like a gunshot wound to the head. It looked like a mm. Terminator's gunshot wound to the head, and it almost, <laughs> yeah. I almost expected it to heal back up again. Was was that your experience?
2: Yeah. It, big hole. Lee? Big hole. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Okay. It was pretty. It was pretty. Yeah. It was ridiculous ridiculous looking. It was also eighty two. So, it was pretty good job for forty years ago. So, they're on the street and they're having a chit chat. She asks, "What if I ran? Would you come after me?" And he basically tells her, "No, I won't go after you, but somebody will." Mm -hmm. This is a good point where I want to bring something up. I don't know what it's like in the theatrical version of the film. It's been years since I saw it, and I didn't go and watch it in preparation for what we were going to do here. So if it's different, it would make a little bit more sense. Throughout the entirety of this movie, when you see Rachel, there's always an angle that the camera catches her where her eyes glow. And it's a motif that they do in the movie to tell you she is a replicant. In this scene, when they're having the conversation about what if she runs, would you come after me? They're in his apartment. I, I, I'm sorry. They're in his apartment talking, and he turns when he says the line. But somebody would his eyes are glowing. Yes. I don't know whether or not that's in the theatrical version of the film. Uh, I don't know either. It would make I, sense. And when I saw that. It would make sense if it wasn't. I, I, would bet money that, that that scene that his glowing eyes are not in a theatrical version of the film. I would bet money on that. It wouldn't make sense for it to be there, but it makes sense for it to be here if we're working under the assumption that Deckard is a replicant. So it's just something that I wanted to add, and it was a neat thing that the movie did. I I think it adds to the story. Yeah. She asks him if he's ever taken a look at her file before, and he admits that he hasn't. She also asks if he's ever taken the Voicom test himself, Uh, but he can't answer because he's passed out drunk. Kind of. He wakes up later on when she starts playing <laughs> piano, and he basically tells her that he dreams about music. She remembers lessons from when she was a kid, and then things get weird. Because They get really weird. He forces himself but, on her. Yeah, it's very... It's rapey.
3: Awkward. It's rapey. It's awkward. Now, it's rapey. Hang on. Yeah, there's no other way to put it around. Yeah, hang on. It, that's, hang on. Yeah.
1: Now, if he's not a replicant, if he's a person, if he's a man, yes, this is rapey. If he's mm-hmm. a replicant and he just doesn't know what he's doing, a lot like Roy and Pris, we'll get into that in the scene in Sebastian's apartment, I kind of forgive it. It's up for interpretation.
2: Everything on everything online says that no, he's human.
1: Of course everything online says no, everything he's human. Out of the, course because it never directly said because that he Because they was. never directly say that he is. The only person who thinks that he is is Ridley Scott, and we're watching Ridley <laughs> Scott's version of the film.
3: Who thinks he's yeah? Who he's thinks
1: he's a replicant? Robot. So in this yeah. scene, if Deckard is a replicant and he forces himself on her, and it's just awkward and weird, and he doesn't know what he's doing, and neither does she, and we kind of see a mirror of that later on with Roy and Priss when they kiss, it makes a little bit more sense and it's forgivable. But if he's not a rep, mm-hmm. if but he
2: understands, but he understands the emotion, he understands all of that stuff, he gets it. Are she sure? does not. Does he? Does yeah, he? I
3: was about yeah. Does he? I don't know if... Wow. Why do you think he does? He seems to. Why? Because we're following him and assuming he's the human? No, I'm saying even in this part, like he's...
2: Before he... "Quote unquote" forces him like before he like
3: basically puts his hand on her neck and says, "Tell me you love me. Tell me you um, want me." He like me. he like you know shuts like first of all he holds the door shut so she can't get out. He slams he the door shut. He shoves her up. He shoves <laughs> her against the window. Oh, he, oh, hey, this I know. There's no quote unquote. It's, he's straight up.
2: <laughs> oh, he's creepy yes. about the whole yeah. thing,
1: but he's he's. He's creepy about the whole he thing, does. but is he creepy because he knows what's happening, or is he creepy because he has never experienced this emotion before, or is he creepy because he knows that she's really not human? And
3: he's just saying, "Well, he you're." Does he's like, just
2: saying, "Like, well, he does like mm-hmm. her, and he doesn't. Know, he doesn't know how to actually handle this as well either, because it's out of his realm as well too."
3: Is Is he looking at her as just an object? No, I don't know.
2: Because here's <laughs> the thing: I we hate to bring this up, but. If you start watching the 2049 version, um,
3: Ryan Gosling starts to have an attraction to his AI. Yeah, that Let's, is look, AI. We'll, is we'll, his, talk, we'll talk about that later. This no, is also this is, AI. This is not, this not. Is these are two
1: completely different things.
3: We were talking about that earlier. She is artificial this is
2: a hologram intelligence
1: versus something that's physical.
3: I
2: get that, but she still is artificial intelligence. They're just bringing that. They just. They're just taking the story. They're just. They're just kind of tying in this, is this a, and this her is a, This into is a physical being
1: with tissue and, and organs and blood and, and the whole nine that would die if you shot her. She is conscious. She is self-aware. There is a difference here between a hologram that knows it's a hologram. hmm
2: Right, but the, the comparison I'm making is, it's, to him, he's still like, why do I have these feelings? I know she's not real. But I'm gonna make it we- it makes it weird. In this case, he knows that she's not quote unquote human, so not a, not quote unquote like she's not a real human. And he is almost telling her to feel what Do she you needs
1: see Deckard as a human? Me? Yes. I do, yes. Okay, then that's the disconnect. Lee, do you see Deckard as a human? no that then that's that that's why that's why lee and i are on the page that we're on and you're where you're at which is fine it it makes for a, a much more interesting conversation i have no problem with that i see deckard as a replicant i don't think he's human at least in this version like what Ridley Scott is showing us deckard is not a human he is a replicant and if he is a replicant and he's going into this and he's just mindless or or just blind to the emotions involved and he's never experienced them before and it's just awkward Yes, this scene is creepy and kind of rapey, but it's understandable and forgivable. Like about what's going on. I think he knows exactly what he's doing. If he's human, he knows what he's doing. If he's a replicant, he doesn't. I he knows exactly what he's doing. What gives you? How? How?
2: Because he 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 knowingly stops her from leaving the leaving that. First of all, she's laying down and he's looking at her while she's on this couch or bed or whatever. And he's like upside down looking at her. Then she gets up and she's flipping out and she wants to leave. And then he stops her from leaving. They're already in this emotional tie that's going on. He obviously wants to continue it. And he knows that the one thing that he has going for him right now is he has the ability to somewhat control her by saying, I want you to say this. And she will because she's not truly human. She doesn't have the ability to control it herself. So he's doing it for her. And he just comes off as creepy, rapey in the process versus, you know, if it's truly a love story. <laughs> I never then said, this. Let it I never be never said this was a
1: love story.
2: No, but the. the between the two of them, it's the love story in the mix of what's going on. That's why he lets her live. He falls Fine. in love with her. And he's like, do you love me? And she's like, no, "No." he doesn't even ask if she loves him. He says, tell me you love me. You know, like... <clears throat> now you kiss me. <laughs> right. He knows what he's doing. I I I think he's human. I haven't fully seen 2049, but he's also in 2049. Yes. So...
1: We'll get to it. We'll get to it. I, I've, always, I've always watched this movie under the impression that Decker was a replicant. Do I particularly enjoy the scene? Do I think it's weird? Do I think it's awkward? Do I think it's a bit rapey? Of course I do. But at the same time, if he's a replicant, it's understandable why it would look that way. There's no other reason for this scene to exist. It, yeah, it's the start of their relationship. Okay, <laughs> that's why that is that is. There's, okay, that okay, is, okay. Let me, let me, let me, let me, let me back creepy. up. Let me back up. Let me back up. There's no other reason for this scene to be shot the way that it's shot. Like, there's I get no that, other reason.
2: But that's why this movie is full of holes. That's the one thing that this movie and equilibrium have in common is they are both full of holes (laughs) and the the CG really isn't the best. It's just (laughs) equilibrium. was shot 20 years later and should have been way better than it was (laughs) that point. But there's that is, that's supposed to be the love story intermixed into this whole thing, which is why she is saved in the long run because they run off together. You know, um, it's, it, it, and it's the it's the dichotomy and the 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 um human falls in love with artificial intelligence she's you know she's not really she is an android basically um it's like someone falling in love with data <laughs> in star trek you know um but it it's it, it's i think it was creepy i think it was written to be creepy i think it was meant to be creepy i think it was meant to be The way it was, um, because it shows a different side of who he is, too.
1: It doesn't make sense for him to be like that, though. Like, there's nothing else in this movie that suggests that he's... Except for the fact that he is a lonely, retired,
2: old guy, uh, older guy, middle-aged guy, who has nothing going for him. Except for the fact of, you know what, I have this possible relationship with this... Person, quote unquote, and I can kind of almost make it happen. So I'm going to. And let's run off together while we're at it. Tell me you love me. Tell me. Tell me you want me to kiss you. <laughs> tell me you want me to No, he it's it's supposed to be creepy, and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> I, <laughs> <laughs> moving I on. Think, and I think it I think it was I does it fit the movie? No. Does it fit his character? No. It fits it if good... he's a
1: replicant.
2: No, it, it really doesn't, though. Because Roy and the other girl, Press, in the, in the apartment, they're not creepy about it.
1: They're awkward about
2: it. They're awkward, but they're not creepy.
1: But they're still awkward about it. Like
2: that's. But you can be. But you can be awkward and not creepy (coughs) or rapey. He was creepy and rapey.
1: If he's human, he's creepy and rapey. If he's a replicant, it's 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 still that, but it's more awkward than anything else. Yeah. Sure. We can agree to disagree on this because I'm fine the, with that. Because everybody else who's seen this movie can't get on the same page about it either. So I'm not surprised that we're okay. having this conversation right now. Anyone watching this
2: on the Facebook page, just give us comments. Do you guys think that
1: Deckard is a replicant or a human? It's 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 very it's very divided. I guess it all depends on which version of this movie is your favorite. If you're, the, if, if you're the kind of person that thinks that Ridley Scott was absolutely out of his mind, you're going to think that Deckard is a human. Of course, if you're the kind of person that, well, this movie kind of paints him in that light, then you're going to think something completely different. That's what's wonderful about an interpretive work like this. Just, neither one of us are right and neither one of us are wrong here. It's just, well, who, who do we believe? Who are we going to listen to here? Do we listen to Warner Brothers and Harrison Ford or do we listen to Ridley Scott? I like Harrison Ford. Sure you do. <laughs> <laughs> I like Harrison Ford. So do I. Anyways, so 18 years before it became uh, ingrained in the zeitgeist, we see a billboard of a woman taking a red pill. <laughs> I just think uh, the wow of, of just this is, this it, is, this it is where it a came, came from. Pill. It should have been a blue pill.
2: Yeah, you have the red pill Yeah,
1: and the blue pill. Well, the, the blue pill, I mean, the red pill takes Keeps you down the rabbit of, hole. Down the rabbit hole. Yeah, right, out sure. of the reality. Yeah, right. exactly. Which is, I mean, come on, stick with the theme of the movie, man. <laughs> at least do that. We can disagree about what Deckard is, but I mean, this, this movie is pretty much going down a rabbit hole of artificial intelligence and what it means and what's alive and what's not alive and all the yada yada hoopla that goes along with that. That's, that's, well, that's going down the pill. rabbit hole. For us, as for us, as the audience, yes. But for the people living there,
2: for the people li- like for the regular people living in LA, yeah, slums. If they if they were taking the red pill, like like we like we are as the audience, it would be chaos. It would be chaos in that city all the time they're 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 drinking the kool-aid man they're they're all <laughs>
1: everyone's taking the blue pill in this case oh my god i I love it's morbid but I love the they're drinking the kool-aid it's just it's it's it's, it's wow you know DiCaprio's gonna be playing him soon? I
3: what what'd you say DiCaprio
1: what? I think isn't DiCaprio slated to play um Jim Jones aye. pretty soon really isn't that yeah I think that's I think that's coming up I think I read that somewhere that DiCaprio is going to be playing Jim Jones pretty soon okay oh look at you now <laughs> he's like ah, I gotta see this is it confirmed uh, I'm looking now huh
3: uh, is it I don't know I'm I'm pulling something else okay
1: up. never mind so, anyways, <laughs> back in the apartment where Sebastian is staying, Pris decides to dress up like a raccoon. She's putting the makeup all over her eyes and doing a whole bunch of stuff. So, yeah, blah, 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 blah. The,
3: the, uh, the
1: spray paint. The spray paint all over the eyes. So <laughs> She's <laughs> very acrobatic. She's Roy, very raccoonish. Ra- very exactly, along with the animal motif. Roy arrives and basically does not know how to emote the fact that both uh zora and leon are both dead he tries to cry or tries to like express sorrow or whatever but it's just it's not happening he's very awkward and very fumbling with it he doesn't understand which i think is rucker hauer in this movie is fantastic, oh, he fantastic. i'll take him he over harrison ford in this movie like he stole this movie
2: yeah harrison ford he, I mean, this was the beginning of his career, you know, the first few years of it. Um, this wasn't one of his
1: best pieces. Um, I would agree with that. But it was as, still, as good I mean, as this still... movie is, this is not Harrison Ford at his best. I, I'll say that. No. Anyways. So I think it's really funny that Sebastian is staring at the two of them saying, you're both perfect. Show me something. Show me anything. And Roy says, we're not computers, we're living things. But then immediately t- tells Pris to perform, and she does. I think that's really, no. I think that's really, really funny. <laughs> like, okay, what's happening here? Yeah. And uh, like I just said, Pris performs as instructed by Roy. We then see the chessboard, and it's basically given us to, uh, that, uh, yeah, um, Sebastian engages in chess games with Tyrell and Pris and Roy are able to manipulate Sebastian into taking them to his tower.
2: That's where that, but that's where that chess game comes into play, though. Exactly.
1: The... So they're on the elevator. They're headed up to see Tyrell. And the way up to see him is for Sebastian to basically get Tyrell into checkmate. And away they go all the way up. Once in their presence, Tyrell is not all that surprised that Roy is there. He actually says, I expected you would have came here a lot sooner. The two of them go back and forth, and basically at the end, it is absolutely impossible for Tyrell Corporation to extend life to Roy. They've tried before, and it was unsuccessful on already living things, which is what makes Rachel separate, because she was designed with that whole thing in mind. Uh Right. (laughs) Right. And it's clear that you disagree with this, which is fine. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Roy accepts his fate, but decides to crush Terrell's skull anyways.
2: Uh, Not just his skull. Gouges, right after after he gives him a
3: nice big sloppy kiss.
1: Yeah, gives him a kiss, (laughs) which is weird. And then crushes his skull and digs his thumbs into his eyes. And it is a bloody, glorious mess. Yeah, they dragged it out in this version. (laughs) Yes, um, they did. I couldn't
2: even imagine... I couldn't and
3: Sebastian's just kind of standing there watching it. He's like yeah, he. Terrified. What, what's he gonna do? Oh. He is. He's terrified. Yeah. He has been the entire time. Yeah, but now he's like, it's really real. Terrified.
1: Now it's real. Before it was just like, he's, hey. Now he's petrified. Hey, we're hanging out. Um, things are kind of weird, but we're hanging out. Okay. And then skull crush. Oh God, what do I do?
2: No, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm done. I'm out. <laughs> I would, have been, I would have been peeing
1: myself, to be honest. That would have been terrifying to me. Yep. Deckard finds his way back to Sebastian's apartment for some reason, and he has a 1v1 with Pris and ends up shooting her dead, and she flops around on the floor like a fish, almost like she's just <laughs> struggling to stay alive. Yeah, it was like a seizure. She's literally fighting death in this scene. Yeah. I think it's really funny that, that she weird. ends up on top of him and, like, knocks him out but then picks him back up by his nose. He like just grabs <laughs> yeah. at his nostrils, just picks him back up, and he just shoots her. Yep. Roy returns, fire Pris' body. He has an emotional outburst of everything that's going on. He toys yep. with Deckard all the way up until the end. He actually yes. ends up on the other side of the wall This Deckard, pulls his hand through the wall, takes his gun, breaks a couple of his fingers, then puts the gun back in his hand.
3: Yeah, one for Pris, one for Zora. One for
1: Pris and one for Zora.
3: Yep. So doesn't care about Brian, though, or about uh, Leon.
1: No, it was only her. two he fingers, didn't wasn't him, it? He didn't Nobody him, cares
3: about Leon. But He didn't kill him, though. No, I know. He didn't but kill still, him, no,
1: no, that's why. Yeah, no one cares about Leon. Who cares?
3: Sorry, Leon. It's
1: really important to note here also that this is the only harm that comes to Deckard. It's just a couple of broken right. fingers. Yeah, he doesn't do anything else to him, which is really telling. Roy at the other end of the, Roy at the other end of the apartment, he senses that the end is year and he basically nopes out of this and grabs a rusty nail and shoves it through his hand, which I'm guessing is just to up his adrenaline.
3: Um, well, people were saying it was also like this whole like Messiah thing where he thought he was like a God because he was so different than all the others. And they were, they were making that out to be like this weird, like stigmata thing. He
1: hasn't met Rachel. Yeah. I would assume his disposition would be different had he met Rachel.
3: Oh, absolutely. But that's that's the whole thing here is he was thinking that he was the greatest thing to ever exist on the earth. How would
2: he know? How would she know? When she leaves and they leave together, (laughs) they have no idea that she is going to have an extended life.
1: No. Zero.
2: She he actually because after this all of this, he goes back to the apartment and he finds her and he thinks that she's dead
3: yeah Uh uh-huh
2: and she's like how much longer do i have and he's like i don't know we'll find out
1: it's not even just Mm -hmm. that she's more in tune with her emotions than roy is Right, right. Like we see Roy Why in this isn't movie. Why is it
2: Deckard asking how much time he
3: has left? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> well, because, well, he's because human. he doesn't know. He, because he doesn't know. He doesn't. He, he thinks human. he's human. No, because he, he is thinks human. he's human. Because he is. Human. But when but but at he the end, when human. you get the unicorn, when you get the unicorn origami thing, that's when he starts go, like questioning things, and that's the end of the movie. Or does the unicorn portray her? The unicorn. Because him. Oh. Because
1: he's the one who has the vision of the unicorn.
3: Right, mm-hmm. but is, she,
2: is, he, is he having a vision of
1: her being the unicorn? I think, I think the way that Ridley Scott wanted it to go was if Rachel's memory is of spiders, mm-hmm. Decker's memory is of a unicorn.
3: I think Deckard's vision should have been snakes. Why? (laughs) Because Indiana Jones. Oh,
1: sure. Okay.
3: (laughs) But it, it, it would all tie in because, okay, ready? No. That theory. no, 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 no. Yes. This is not the Empire yes. Strikes Back theory, where while he was <laughs> no. frozen in carbonite, yes. he was his Indiana, Indiana Jones was, was his dreams. Dream. And then you go further. It's Inception, all right. No, so stop actually, it. Blade Blade Runner is actually Indy's dreams while he's sleeping after he got knocked out by like you know Hitler or something. You know, like it's all, it's all there. It's just another dream within a dream. Just saying, that would be pretty awesome. But anyway. I guess. I digress. I guess that would be I digress.
1: cool. <laughs> so just out of curiosity, now that you brought it up, how many indie films came out in between Empire and Jedi?
3: Well, just the one there. Oh, between Empire and Jedi? Yeah. Well, we had... So what was it? 81 was um, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Okay, so that's one. So um, that would mean... I mean, they're making another indie film, actually, at this point. Um. Which is ridiculous, but I guess we'll see how that goes. Um, So let's think. Uh, Return of the Jedi. So Blade Runner, Raiders of the Lost Ark, Blade Runner, Return of the Jedi, and then Temple of Doom was a year after Return of the Jedi.
1: Okay. So one.
3: Yeah. Okay. And then 89 was was Last Crusade.
1: Okay, so one. Yeah. So Han Mm -hmm. went to sleep, then dreamt about Raiders of the Lost Ark, then woke up. <laughs> sure. sure, sure. I think it's great. All right. See, it
2: says right here: there's that's what I was waiting things. for. The unicorn may also symbolize Rachel is and always will be a replicant among humans, and will be different like a unicorn among horses because of her terminated date. And the uh-huh. in the tactic on ending, Deckard says that she doesn't have a termination date, so
1: letting it be that she is no no one says that she doesn't have a termination date no one says this in the director's cut no i'm saying is because because she
2: is different she is so i was in the car business for 10 years and whenever we had a car that was you know like if we had a car that was 10 years old and it only had twelve thousand miles on it we called it a unicorn because there was nothing else like that around there's nothing else like her around. She is a unicorn. She is one of a kind. That would be why she is the vision. He's having the vision of... He is dreaming of her in uni, as a unicorn. But he doesn't know.
1: He doesn't know.
2: Yeah, but he has his original vision after he's at her house the first time. After he meets her... After he, he, then he meets a, her,
1: he has a vision of a unicorn. After he meets her, he has right. He doesn't know that Mm -hmm. she doesn't have an expiration date. We as the audience don't even know that she doesn't have an expiration date. Right. But that's what what I'm saying is he doesn't know why he's dreaming about her
2: in this sense. No. She doesn't fully know why. We as the audience know at the end, obviously, it kind of just ties everything in that, oh, she really is different. And he was just dreaming of her being this unicorn.
1: She is the unicorn. I disagree with this. Because he's the one having the vision, and Gaff leaves the unicorn in his apartment for him, not her. It right. would be different. It would Gaff also different. knows that it she is...
2: It would, Gaff knows that she's with him, though. It's a gift. I'm giving you this gift
1: of a unicorn. He knows. She's not having visions about unicorns, though. She's having visions about spiders. She's having visions I, about a hundred spiders eating its mother. I...
2: That's one line. I'm saying Gaff knows that Rachel is with Deckard. And he's letting it happen. And he's giving him this gift of a unicorn. He's not going after her. He's letting <sighs> him run off with her. He's letting him have his dream of being with this unicorn, which is weird. But he's letting it happen. And he's giving him this gift of the unicorn. That's one notion. The other notion, you know, to your point, is... He's dreaming of it because he is a replicant, and that's an implanted vision. Yes, it can go both ways. I think he's human, of course. <laughs> that's it, and he's dreaming of the one he loves, quote unquote. And he's dreaming of her as this pure white mythical something that could never happen and will never happen again. And it's a one of it's a once in a lifetime opportunity. And she is this unicorn that he is. You know, it symbolizes, it's symbolism. Symbolism. <laughs> Says the, the fag man, the fat man.
1: Fat man? The fat man. <laughs> As I was saying, Roy, sensing the end Please, is near, decides to pierce joke. his hand with a nail to get his adrenaline pumping, just so he can get a couple of extra minutes of life to finish what he started here with Deckard. To Deckard finish sh- what? To finish one you just keep i'm drive. just gonna do you want to finish this no i just i'm just, I, I'm just quite, at the end I'm of this thing cr- man you're just you're just you have a problem no. with everything that i'm saying you want to go no, no, no. go <laughs>
2: no i no he i know i'm just i'm just i'm the, I love this is a great Chuck movie. Is, There's just a lot Chuck of is going little... to
1: close this thing out. written and Raven, Ladies and gentlemen, I'm just going to I'm just going to be quiet now and let him go. Just,
3: <laughs> just, just go ahead and say, I'm mad as hell. Exactly. and I'm not going to take this anymore.
2: Exactly. <laughs> no, But I just want to know what he finishes. I'm going to finish chasing him to the rooftop and then just <laughs> shut down in front of him. <laughs> what does
1: he finish? The point is he wants, get it. he wants to finish this experience with Decker because he wants Decker to know what it's like to live in fear. He actually says this, right? Yeah, but he, he Decker's already experienced that. When? So,
2: <laughs> when he's on the other side of the wall and he sees the he guy bashing
1: his... He wasn't going to die there. <laughs> he wasn't going to die there. His,
2: when he rips his hand through the wall, breaks his fingers and steals his gun, you don't uh-huh. think that the thought of this guy's going to shoot me now didn't go through his head? Of course it well, did. He probably, he probably, probably. Did. but the, that was the whole point of him living in fear. And that's why, when and, he gave, when fear. he puts the gun back in his hand, he's like, "Why? <laughs> what?" He's like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> like he's he's like, "I'm questioning." So he so to finish this, okay. I I guess I just he he's chasing them. There's this great chase scene. They get to the top of the roof. It's raining out. It's dark. It's It's rainy. It's you know, it's the ominous scene. So Deckard he tries to escape.
1: The... He jumps to another ledge, pulls himself up. But, you know, Roy is hot on his tails, chasing after him. And again, and then Deckard sh- tries to down. escape. Deckard, let me, let me, let me. <laughs> Deckard tries to escape, but he's holding on to a ledge of a building and he's about to fall. So, so this is the whole thing. Like, he has zero
3: skill to survive this and i and i understand like at the end it's like well ray just i mean roy just dies he doesn't need like, skill oh, to survive well, thank god thank god because deckard was gonna die because he had zero skill so he and it's just it's, it's also, so weird to see him put in this character imagine you watch a movie with like jason statham right and he just sits there and takes it the entire time like in in the whole movie, he doesn't fight back at all. He just runs away. Could you imagine watching a Jason Statham film where he doesn't fight back?
1: No. Well, in this case, no. he does fight back. He does. He does. Uh,
2: he does. He does try to fight back often. He's killed two people already. He is fighting back. He just has no chance against this guy. He has no chance this, against yeah, Roy. The, I, I against know, Roy, but, but he could have. He could have uh, literally just gone upstairs, hid in a closet for five minutes. Roy could have opened the door, <laughs> waited for, and then shut die. down, I did, and then he would have died. I did it begin would have been this, the same
1: ending. <laughs> I did begin this by saying that the entire the, the the entire time that Roy and Deckard are going back and forth like this, Roy is just toying with him.
3: I did say this. Oh yeah, that's oh, true. Absolutely. There, there, there's not, no absolutely, there's no chance. Absolutely,
1: I'm not. That's that's not me saying yet, that Deckard but yet has a shot. Here's
3: who's. Yet here's Deckard, who's running away, not realizing he's being toyed with, and he puts himself in these really stupid situations that he cannot handle. You know what? Hanging from a roof in the rain. You know what? He can't. Am handle am to disagree- he just, like, I'm going to disagree with it, you. Just on- stood there like, come on. I'm
1: going to disagree with you on one point about him having no skill. He's able to pull himself up off the ledge with two functional fingers. <laughs> <Like> he- <laughs> okay. Okay. But okay.
3: But yeah, you've got, two you've, got br- you've got you've got. John McClane, who's running around glass barefoot and and takes out like this whole like, you know, group of terrorists. Now I have a machine barefoot. Oh, <laughs> no, I have a ho. machine gun. I st- <laughs> did we talk about diehards? I still don't understand why he told them. <laughs> killed your guy and stole
1: his gun.
3: Like you just gave away your one advantage but somehow you're still gonna win oh you know you know how they won because they dropped him at one instead of waiting to get to the three count that's why no they won because carl winslow knew exactly what he was doing
1: (laughs) so like i was saying he jumps to another rooftop tries to escape again falls off a ledge and he's just hanging there in the rain slipping
2: Doesn't Roy pick him up and drag him up?
1: Slipping in the rain.
3: (laughs) Like, doesn't Roy save his life? Roy actually actually He looks down
1: at him and says, quite an experience to live in fear, isn't it? And just Mm. as Deckard is going to... Revenge does wonders for the will to live, don't you think? Just as Deckard is about to fall to his death, Roy catches him and pulls him up to safety. The end. No, no, <laughs> it is Roy. not the end. It is not the of Roy. end. Roy, Roy, Roy then kneels down and gives. And this is Rucker here. I believe I'm not 100%, but I believe this piece of dialogue here is improv. I do not think this oh, was, and it's, and it's great, this, it's fantastic. I've seen things you people wouldn't believe attack ships off the off the shore the attack ships off the shoulder of orion i watch sea beams glitter in the dark near the near the ten hauser gate all those moments will be lost in time like tears in rain like i do believe that's improbbed i do not think that that was written i think he just like kneeled down and that's what that's what came out he nailed it it was perfect and like you said like you both said he just dies
2: now, time, don't get me wrong. Don't get
1: me wrong. Time but to die, this... and he just dies, and and the dove that he's holding flies away. Right, and don't get me wrong. His
2: portrayal of this care of Roy in this this whole part, he is he he pulls it off fantastically. Wonderful. He he his his rendition of this is fantastic. Yes. I think to both of your points, he um, I don't know I forget the guy's actual name, but he. Nails the character of Roy better than Harrison Ford does of Deckard. R- R- by far. Rugger Hower. Rugger. yeah, he nails it by far better than Harrison Ford does. Um, and I think that you know, the, everything he does is just it, it was just executed perfectly. <sighs>
0: mm.
2: I just look at it, and aside from the point that you're making of trying to cause him fear, up on that rooftop. The only thing that Decker had to be afraid of was falling off the roof living in fear. Ro-
3: yeah.
2: Right, but that was uh, I think it was just it was a stretch for me. That part was a
1: stretch. Because then he dies. Like just shuts down, but that was that that's just, that's, that's Roy's point. He wants him to experience the type of fear that Roy experiences. Right. Roy is going to die Mm -hmm. and he's afraid to die. He wants Deckard to experience that because Deckard is not going to die, but he wants him to, he wants him to know what that's like. Right. Which
2: then that's, that leads to the additional hole of they're not supposed to have emotions. For, but, that's well the what he does. And that's the
3: whole point here is that they are getting emotions. They're getting that's emotions. Why they're that's why they have the four year
1: lifespans. Right. They're not supposed to be, they're not supposed to have human emotions, but they develop their own over a course of over a certain period of time, which is because why life, they have um, life. Uh, Bec- finds a way. Because, <laughs> sure, life finds a way <laughs> and they have an expiration date. Yeah. Yep. The final scene is of Deckard and Rachel leaving. <laughs> well, hold on. Let's go back into the tears in the rain thing. Okay. So
3: th- that actually is an improvised. Okay. Uh, okay. That whole good. Di- that whole dialogue good. is actually improvised. Good. Yes. And it's sad. We lo- we lost Rutger Hauer. What like two years ago, three years ago? Not that long ago.
1: It wasn't that. I don't yeah, know exactly what was, it was, but was it's s- not that. It was not that was, long
3: ago. He was in his mid seventies, I believe. Um, the last thing I saw that he did was Hobo with a Shotgun, which was like a comedic action film or something. Hobo Never saw it, with but a Shotgun. Now I, I kind of want to watch it. Hobo um, with
1: a Shotgun.
3: Hobo with a Shotgun. <laughs> um, sure. But so I think what came out of that, though, is the whole Tears in the Rain thing. Um, I was just reading up some theories originally before we were talking about this, and one one theory was saying, like, it's a metaphor, not just like, well, obviously tears in the rain, you know, they come down, they go, but the tears are, you know, they're they're man-made, like replicants are man-made, and the rain is natural, so it's like they're, they only last a moment, you know, they're only there for a short period of time, like, just like tears in the rain, it goes in there, the rain comes, they get washed out, and it's just done, you know, and it's just rain left. Sure. So I like that. It, it's 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 amazing because I, again, for when you, when you start seeing some movies and some of the best lines in the movies that we love happen to be improvised lines. They weren't even the written lines where somebody sat there and said, "Oh, this is good. I'm going to put it in there." It was like someone who was acting in the movie, the one who was actually filling the shoes of the character that was written up for them. They were like, "Oh man." they're really embodying that character to the point where they can come up with a line that that fits better than the rest of the script. That blows my mind. Yes. It's why I love movies. Yes. You know, it's why I love film because you get those moments. I mean, you know, whether it's a comedy thing or I mean, jeez, Robin Williams was was notorious for this. Half the lines that he had in every single movie, whether it was dramatic or, you know, freaky when he did like one hour photo or comedic They were brilliant because he really got into the character and he he enjoyed what he did. I wonder
1: if it was his idea to jump in the pool at the end of World's Greatest Dad. Probably. (laughs) (laughs) Just just, Just just go ahead and just just rip all his clothes off and just walk down the hall to jump in the pool. Everything I've been telling you people is garbage. My son was a jerk and just strips and jumps into a pool. (laughs) See you
3: later. I mean but then again I wouldn't put a pot past Bobcat Goldthwaite either. No, oh, neither would I. <laughs> no, you're to right. to go ahead and be like, "Now you're going to strip your clothes that's, and just jump in the
1: pool." That's what? A, He's like, "Did you hear me? I said jump in the pool naked." Kind yeah, <laughs> I can see that. I can see that too. But anyways, yeah, but, like he was saying completely yeah. improvised. That's that's kind of what I thought and it's 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 fantastic. It's to oh, me it it's iconic.
3: It it definitely like uh, Although this is not in my top 10 or 20, it's definitely one of my favorite monologues. Oh, yeah. You know, near the, near the end of a movie where someone just kind of says something like that. And I was like, oh, that's all. That's a great line. Like, Tears in the Rain is, is a great, like, song title, you know? Yeah. Never mind everything else. I'm surprised it's not. I'm looking at it right now. Oh, it, it's a song by The Weeknd. Oh, that's great. <sighs> so somebody recently did it. All these years, and I didn't take advantage of it. Anyway. That's all I had to say about that. Tears in the rain I just thought it was great. So
1: and and don't get me wrong. I I I've, I've gone through this thing kind of, you know, building this movie up and praising it and kind of going back and forth with Chuck on some things that I disagree with. In no way is this movie in my top 10 or top 20. I said that before. Mm-hmm. This is a movie mm-hmm. that I respect a lot more than I like. That's and that's that, basically Oh yeah, me too. That's basically what that comes down to. But I just want to wrap everything up by saying that the final scene we get is of Deckard and Rachel, and they are leaving their apartment together. I lied. There is something that happens before this. Gaff comes out of nowhere right after Roy uh. dies, looks at mm-hmm. Deckard and says, yeah, you did a really good job. It's a shame the girl <laughs> won't live. But then again, who does? The very right. next scene is the final scene where Deckard and Rachel are all leaving the apartment together. Deckard looks on the floor and there he sees the origami of a unicorn. Roll credits. The uh-huh. end.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah. And so she's not supposed to live.
1: Ac- but ac- according to this, no, but she Giant does.
2: Giant hole. <laughs> Giant hole. I just, it's, it's a, it's a big, again, Iris, I like you, I. I, I I don't love the movie. I like the movie. I respect the movie. It is a cult classic. It'll always be a cult classic. For that reason alone, there are many movies that are cult classics that I will never I won't always go to them and say, I love this movie. Um Boondock Saints is a cult classic. I won't watch that movie a hundred thousand times, but it's phenomenal. I hate that
1: movie. <laughs> the second one's stupid. The first one's great. I hate that movie I really um, don't like that movie. Like, for for some reason, like that movie, like Norman Reedus and Willem Defoe. I just, no For thank you. me, it's actually,
2: I actually went to school with the writer and director's brothers. He's from <laughs> yeah. Exeter High. He's from Exeter, New Hampshire. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, yep. So, um, but this movie, it will always hold, you know, it'll always hold the place of, you know, it'll always be in my repertoire. So probably my top 100 with this movie be. Not my top 10 or 20 either. <laughs> But I yeah. I respect it. I do like the movie, but it's weird when you have a cult classic. A lot of cult classics have holes.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: They have a lot of holes, but yet you still respect it because you're like, no one else has thought of this, which is probably why it had holes forty years ago. Well, I mean, nobody else like, thought of
3: it. Here's the other thing too: is we're we're doing we're talking about a movie that's based off of a, of a book. Right. And anytime you have a film adaptation of a book, there's always a lot of debate around it. Did they follow the book? You know, was the book leading us this way? The book is very different.
1: I've read the book. The book is very, very
3: different. Right. In the
1: book, is he human or? In the book, he's human. In the book, well,
3: (laughs) in the the book, well, no. Yeah, he is, but they also leave those
1: subtleties where there could it could be questionable, don't not they? Not like no, not like this. Nowhere not like near this, like this. But in they, the book he is emphatically human. Now there's also In the book, th- do th- they
2: know that she lives forever or not forever for for the next <laughs> So in the book,
1: years? so in the book, and I might be in the book he's actually married to her. Um, no. To somebody he, else. Yes, in the book he's well, yeah, actually no. married and there's I'm trying to remember Congratulations Chuck Hang on You figured out the there's two a, scenarios that he, Where he can a, be married to her Oh Oh to somebody else a, Oh I got there it There is right. a There is a There is a device There is a device That certain people Are by law Required to hook themselves up to To control their emotions And she's not doing it So she's like Kind of all over the place And depressed Throughout the beginning of the book And, and it kind of goes on from there The book is more about Less so like blade runner. like Hang on kind of yes the book is less about what the Blade Run movie is and more about whether or not an android can feel empathy right that's 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 more the book
2: does she live yeah the book so the book
3: was was a it was in the movie was inspired by the book not Not a direct direct screenplay
1: saying direct adaptation here is kind of misleading inspired by fine yes so like so kind of like based on true facts
2: (laughs) (laughs)
3: <laughs> not There's true like fact. Titanic based <laughs> <laughs> sure sure no no. it's, it's kind of <laughs> like it's more like Inglorious Bastards where it's like hey this was an era of history but wait I, I remember watching that movie and going okay I'm not a history buff but I'm pretty sure Hitler didn't none die of this in a happened. movie theater none <laughs> of that, none happened. that happened none, none of that movie happened none of
1: <laughs> this none of this, uh, none of this wait happened wait for the cream <laughs> no but but to, to say to say direct adaptation like like the shining is more mm-hmm. of a direct adaptation than anything it's 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 right it's more it's way more it's closer than this but th- that that yeah. is what it is i
2: think the i think this is what i think the biggest issue and we were talking mm. about this earlier is in another podcast we did is when production studios try to get in the way of a director, yes. It causes yeah. issues.
1: That's how we started this whole podcast. However, in in this case, how it's everybody who was against Ridley Scott, the the the, 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 the screenplay writer, the author of the book, Harrison Ford, Warner Brothers, the production, like everybody's <laughs> against Ridley Scott here. So I don't know if, if this is a great case, comparison.
2: Though, <laughs> what, I'm sa- what I'm saying though is it's when you have the the battle between the director and everybody else, whether it's the producer, the actor, whoever, um, that's what causes the issue. If, you know, if, if the director and the actors are all saying one thing and the production company is like, well, you know, they should get their fingers out of it. But if everyone's like, you know, we're based, we're basing it off this book in the book, he's human. Just keep him human. It, the movie
1: still would have been fine. I'm actually glad one of us is saying that. What? I'm actually glad one of us is saying that. What do you mean? I was (laughs) worried. I was so I was when I when I said before that I wanted to give my thoughts last because I didn't want to poison the well. I wanted to see what the two of you fell on is because I felt like watching the director's cut or watching the the final cut in your case and and nothing else would lead you to believe that Deckard is a replicant. And I was kind of worried that all three of us were going to be on the same page. So I'm kind of glad you're not. I'm I'm, I'm kind of right. glad you're looking at this from a different, a completely different perspective. That he is human. So
2: right, but don't get me wrong. I can see how it could be the other way too. Either way doesn't ruin the movie for
1: me. Not at all.
2: Not like not even a little bit. No. Um. Uh, it it ch- it changes things and it makes it more interesting in certain cases. Um. Depending on what side of the coin, you're what side of the story you're on. Either way, it changes the whole it changes the view of the whole thing, but they did. I think it still would have been a, you know, I, I think when you, when you have a movie that has the potential of being fantastic, but it's destro- it's ruined in a sense by this battle between the director and everybody else or the director and the production company um, that, you know, it bleeds into the film and it actually ruins the movie to a degree Versus just letting one person run with it. Um, Mm. It's like, you know, Roy's, that monologue at the end of it, it was ad-libbed. It was, it was was just, it wasn't written. Imagine if they were like, you know what? That was great. You know, it was improv. It was ad-libbed. It was thrown in there. It works. However, it wasn't written that way. So I want you to redo it. It would, it would, it would change the film. It would change everything. Yeah. It would change it would, the would, you would, And you, would, you wouldn't see his emotion behind it. You wouldn't see the, the true character that he is bringing out in that. It would actually change that. And when you're seeing this battle between the production company, the actors, and the director, it there's like 15 cuts because of that, of this movie. You know? Um, right. You know, and I think if they just stuck with one cut and maybe, you know, wanted to add a few things here and there and, or if they just sided with one person and then stuck with it, it would have, I think it would have been better overall.
1: I'm actually, um, they, yeah, I, I would agree, but this is one of those cases where I'm glad they actually went back and they did a director's <clears throat> cut or, or, or the final cut, whichever one you decide you want to watch. The theatrical version of this movie bombed. It did not do well at
2: all. Well, so they could have redone it, but still not introduced the, the idea that he's a replicant. And it would have been the same movie. I don't think it would be the same movie. Except for that one scene where his eyes are glowing, it would have been the exact same movie. Because you can just view the differences of everything else the way I'm viewing it. Why would Roy save a human? It
1: doesn't make sense for him to save a human.
2: He saved him because of your point,
1: because he wanted him to experience fear. Yeah, but that still doesn't... Every other human that he encounters in this movie, he kills. He kills
2: one human in this movie. Tyrell. The
1: guy who's making the
2: eyes. You never see him kill. Oh, real, really.
1: really? You're, you're gonna say that he that he doesn't kill the guy who makes the eyes, Tyrell, Sebastian. Okay, we're gonna I'm gonna uh, the, say this, and, and, and I'm even gonna, at the beginning, even, even at the beginning of the movie when we're introduced to the con, well, the, the premise of this film, I, it, it, in so many words, it said, well, this Roy guy when he was escaping off world, they killed something like twenty six people. So every every that. human that Roy encounters dies, except for for Deckard. Like Deckard's the outlier here.
2: So if Deckard, we actually, we, 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 let, me, let me, let me ask. I'm going to go along with you, and I'm going to ask you the, I'm going to ask you this question now based on your theory. Okay. If Deckard is a replicant,
0: mm-hmm.
2: why would Roy want him to experience fear the way he experiences it? If knowing that he is a replicant at some point in time he will then experience it.
1: Hang on. You're, you're, you're asking me why Roy wants Deckard to experience fear, even if, if, at, if, even if he's a replicant. If,
2: so if, 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 if Deckard is a replicant, at some point in time, just like Roy, at the end of his life, his, his lifespan, quote-unquote, when he starts to feel emotion, he will experience that fear right before he dies. So if Roy... Wants Deckard to experience that fear. Which is why he's keeping him alive. If Roy knows that he's a replicate, Which is why he keeps him alive. Why would he want him to experience that fear?
1: <clears throat> it could be for a number of different reasons. It could be because Roy wants to see it for himself. It could be because Roy wants Deckard to learn about his own origin or his own fate. It could be because Roy wants Deckard to understand where Roy is coming from. From a perspective standpoint. It could be for a million different reasons.
2: Or Roy
1: Roy knows that Deckard is human
2: and he wants him to experience the fear that he's living in in that moment.
1: Because he's never had... In all honesty, that doesn't make a whole... He's being
2: chased... In it all makes, honesty, because, that doesn't
1: make a whole lot of sense because if replicants are designed not to really have a big understanding of human emotion, and if I'm being consistent in saying that, you know, the whole creepy rabies scene was just Deckard not exactly knowing what he was doing and being unable to experience that emotion, I have to apply the same thing here. Right. But he, what I'm trying to say is Roy is
2: actually doing this because Deckard is human. And he wants him to experience the, okay, you know what? You've been chasing us. Now I'm chasing you. You've been killing us. I'm coming after you and I want you to experience what we've been feeling now. I have an ending. You will too at some point, 30, 40 years down the road but I want you to experience what I'm going through right now. Or it, could be you've been, I'm gonna,
1: or it could be you've been hunting your own, but I'm going to save you just to prove a point.
3: Yeah, so here's, here's the reality. The, the two different versions of the movie so could hold on. Stand hold on. Alone. If he's been hunting his own, why not just say, we're one of you. Stop it.
1: <laughs> because that doesn't leave it up to interpretation. Thank you. I was actually just gonna to pass to you. You can. You wanted to say something. Lee, go ahead.
3: Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't leave it up to to interpretation. The whole movie has it has two different major versions, right? There's the one where he is pretty. It's laid on that he's not, and then there's the hint. You know, pretty big hint that he is a replicant. So having these two different versions we're going to be split about it because it really de- it comes down to well, what do you think do you think this makes more sense here or the other way around and that's why this has been up for debate for the past what 40 years not even, yeah literally 40 not even. years
1: it wasn't up for debate when the theatrical version came out cuz the the, the, well, the, the okay. um so the director's cut oh, didn't seven. hit until the director's cut didn't come out until 92 that's when debate 92. started right
3: and even then what's that 30, 30 years, years. So thirty thirty years this has been. We're going not. Back we're and forth. we're so,
1: we're not saying or talking about anything new. We're not covering no, new ground here at all. These are all, all conversations and debates that have happened surrounding mm-hmm. this movie for thirty years. At this point, we're just talking so about. So for it me now.
3: personally, like if you were to ask me right now, you know whether I'm on team Android or team or you know, team replicant or team human. I could see both sides and to I'm directly in the middle, so you guys can go ahead and keep fighting <laughs> all night about it. But the reality is, like,
1: I enjoy the movie whether he is or whether he isn't,
2: oh, so do I. I
1: just think that he's shooting. so I think I think okay, the movie' I think the movie's better if he's a replicant. I think the ending message is a little bit more impactful on Roy's part. if Roy lets him if ok, so if if, if Roy's motivations for wanting to save him could be a million different things, including. If he comes out and explicitly just says, "Hey, you're one of us," stop it. It's how it's not. How does Roy even know? It's not getting the point across.
3: It's how would Roy even know that he was a replicant? I don't know. Do you I just don't know. know your own I'm kind? Not, you sniff his butt like a I dog. I have No idea. I have no
2: well, idea. But it, it could have been even one of the last things he says, though, too, because he knows he's dying. He could have implied something, said something, given something away that said that. Hey, you know.
1: You're chasing one of your own. Give a man a fish, you feed him for a day. Teach a man to fish, you feed him for a lifetime. It's one thing for me to say something to you. It's an entirely different thing for me to teach you something, especially on an emotional level. Words mean nothing. In a movie... Words mean quite a bit. <laughs> okay. All right, fine, fine. I, on that point, I will stand corrected because I have done a whole lot of bashing on movies because of dialogue. So I will, I will definitely, I will concede that point. You're right. You're you're right there. But no, so
2: I I, I can I can see both sides. I just I think it means more with him being a human, and I think the whole, you know the twisted rape rape <laughs> scene <laughs> so bad i don't i could i couldn't have just been that it was harrison ford's first time trying to do a a, a scene like that and just botched the entire thing potentially um cuz it just it was awkward the whole scene was just twisted and awkward but well I'm, i started watching it and i'm like what is he doing <laughs> <laughs>
0: like <laughs> What did Harrison think he was doing? <laughs> right,
2: like, like, is he... Is she going to really fall? And then she falls for it. Like, is he going oh, to fall Oh, she falls for this?
1: pretty hard. And then she falls for it. I'm like, okay. We've seen worse. We've seen worse. Oh, of course. We, but it was we, watched, just... we, we Not too long ago, we watched Sandra Bullock fall in love with a stalker. So... <laughs> But anyways Sandra Bullock
2: has, fa- Sandra Bullock has fallen along fallen in love with a lot of that people. That wasn't
3: Sandra Bullock, by
1: the way. What? Oh yeah, you're right. Um no, it was Julia Roberts. Julia Roberts. Julia Roberts. <laughs> I knew what you're talking about.
3: Same thing. About, though. Same same. I said you said Sandra Bullock, my first thought was Demolition Man, and I'm like, wait well, no, because no.
2: Julia Roberts not <laughs> only fell in love with a stalker, but she also fell in a love with Pimp. Oh no, sorry, <laughs> he fell in Penn. love with <laughs> she, 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 no, I was gonna say she fell in love with a prostitute. She was the prostitute. She was the prostitute. Uh, <laughs> she
3: fell in love with a pimp. Yeah, I she fell know. in love with the, with a rich guy. This is So this guy. is my. Mm, so this, is my
2: this is my question. When you have all of these films where these people are falling in love with just like <laughs> the wrong person, the wrong person, like it would never
1: happen. Not in real life. <laughs> not in real life. <laughs> this is not. <laughs> I'm calling the cops. It's serious. <laughs> Do you
3: recall a movie? Actually, my wife told me about it called "Mr. Wrong," where Ellen DeGeneres was marrying Bill Pullman. Why? Well, just just to prove this that he was sounds, clearly that's it was clearly the Best wrong.
1: reaction. That's the best reaction. Why? This sounds horrible. Ellen DeGeneres marries Bill. Why?
2: I don't know. So to be so to be to, to go along. Have you seen Wes Craven's The Last House on the Left? Yes. The original which ver- or the remake? Which version? The original or the remake? He did both of them? Yes. So the I 1970s version. I don't know that. So the 1970s version was kind of just bleh. Ble- the newest version that came out, which is I think the early 2000s. Was that? I no. think
3: later. Was it? Oh no. It wasn't. It, it seriously was probably like 2010 or later. Okay, either way, it was around that point. The movie was an hour and a
2: half long. Mm-hmm. There is...
0: 2009.
2: The, okay, there's a there's a scene in here where, you know, it's, it's creepy. It's a rape scene in this movie. I yeah. watched it. I timed it. It was 29 minutes why? of an oh, hour a and a half yep. movie.
1: Yep. Why?
2: I sat Just, there and went, why? Why? What is the purpose of this? And like it would I, I sat there I was more I was more horrified watching this scene, going, what the heck is happening? Like when I watched Harrison Ford doing this, I'm like, what's he doing? Now imagine that for half an hour. No. I, I was like, what the heck? This sounds horrible. It was Awful. And this, but and when this I, is Wes Craven? This is Wes Craven redid his own movie and Why? then ruined it.
1: <laughs> He's it's the
2: only one. director I know that redoes his own movies and then ruins them.
1: <laughs> I mean, did he, like, was it better than the original?
2: Acting-wise, the plot-wise was a little different. Acting-wise was better. Um, this one scene, there is a scene like it in the original, but it lasts, like, 2 minutes, 3 minutes like in this movie. Uh-huh.
1: Cuz uh-huh. it was
2: back in the 70s. It they didn't do a lot of that stuff. No. This was just it was vivid. <laughs> it was graphic. It was a half an hour long and that I'm like horrible. It's a third yeah. of the movie. That's like, yeah. bad. That's bad. Yep. And I've I watched it once and I'm watching it and I'm I'm like sitting there going is this going to end? Like you like remember when we watched um No Way Home? And you guys timed how long (laughs) the Spidey sense
3: lasted before. Yeah. And you're like, this is a long time. No, 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 no,
1: no. We argued about how long the Spidey sense (laughs) lasted.
3: Yeah, I counted slow. Uh, You you counted really slow.
1: But now imagine
3: that, like, questioning, like, is this still
2: happening? But for half an hour.
1: (laughs) It's horrible. The the five-minute-long fight scene and, and they live. The five minute long fight. I just listened to that podcast again. That was fantastic. That
2: talking about it made my weekend. Listening to it made my week. It was
1: fantastic. I haven't listened to it yet. I have to. I'm probably oh, going to do it that is, Tuesday when I'm at work. It's anyways, so good. So I think we've beaten this movie like a dead horse. I'm done Eat. with it. What's yep. our next one? The next one is Blade Runner twenty forty (laughs) nine, the sequel. (laughs) Oh,
2: which I actually, which I actually, I'm gonna watch. I've I watched like twenty minutes of it so far. I'm gonna actually watch it fresh. So our time watching it, talking about it, will be my first experience. I think. I
1: think personally, to me, I think the sequel is better than this. That's just my opinion. I know that's probably graphics already look better. Yeah, I know that's probably gonna be you know. I can't believe this coming from some people, but to me, my mm. my opinion, I think the sequel is 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 better than than the original. So um Ryan Gosling, r- I think, does a much better job than Deckard. Like the, the 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 character and the difference between in that juxtaposition to me, Ryan Gosling is a much better lead than than Harrison Ford was in this So movie. is this like good Ryan Gosling or is this like the notebook Ryan Gosling? Oh
3: you've never
2: seen it at this all This is huh? good I've never oh. like this I just not, said I'm gonna watch this as yeah. a fresh like I've never seen it fully. I watched twenty minutes yeah. of it.
1: This is not the notebook. Relax. Yeah, that's good. This is not the notebook.
2: What do no. you want? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I have oh, yeah. no idea what you're referencing The Notebook I've never seen that movie Yeah, I've never seen The Notebook <laughs> Sorry, Chuck <laughs> I was Ugh,
2: oh, never mind Painful? I've never watched The Notebook alone Let me tell you that
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I have movies like that Yeah Anyways <laughs> I think we're done Are we done? Yep We're done I'm done Lee, you got I'm any done. closing to- thoughts That you want to throw out there Before we uh, sign off? No, not at all. I mean, you Great know me, and Chuck, me me and Chuck went on for a little while and you have just been like, "Yeah."
3: Yeah, that's where I'm at. Okay. I'm, I'm I'm at the yeah, like I said, I'm 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 in the middle of the road. You guys can go back and forth on your theories of this and that. Honestly, I can take it either way and I and I like the fact that it's not heavy-handed and it's not very obvious whether it's this way or that way, even with both versions of the or, you know, both sides of the the argument. They're both good arguments. They're both honestly. solid. Honestly, they are. They're both solid. So it's that's why it's like, you know, we're not supposed to know and I don't really care. I prefer you know? movies
1: to be like that, to be honest with you. I I yeah, I, I, I don't I, I don't always want my hand held through something. I want I to be able to come up with my own theories or my own interpretation of whatever it is that I'm watching. This so is one of this is one of the perfect examples to do that with. So then we're Absolutely. doing tenant when
3: tenant 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 Tenet. tenant Tenet. 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 T-E-N-E-T. Yeah, Tenet. we've we've already done tenant yeah but didn't we do it again it wasn't no, good we've been discussing how many times are we once? gonna do tenant we <laughs> only
1: did it once are you sure i feel like we did it again we No, we did, did memento once. we were gonna do tenant oh geez we, we we well or we could just cut our losses and not do that and and do i don't know inception wait a minute yeah sure <laughs> or or
2: interstellar or um shutter island
3: we gotta do the island first
2: shut i hey if we're going to do, Dica- do a DiCaprio Shaka, film... I was
3: just about to go down that road, dude. You, if we're you, going to do a
2: DiCaprio like... film, I'm picking the DiCaprio film that we're going to do. <laughs> I didn't say DiCaprio.
1: No, DiCaprio no, no, no. No, no. not we're, in the island. Because no. this one has been very vocal about his dis- displeasure with, with Leonardo DiCaprio, so... <laughs> okay,
2: how about this? I'll make you a deal. I will do any DiCaprio film that you want, as long as... You watch Top Gun Maverick, and we do Top Gun. (laughs) Because here's the thing. I actually just saw Top Gun Maverick. Phenomenal. Every shot that he... There's a scene in this movie where he actually, in real life, they got real F-18s. He sat in it, had a pilot fly him. He hit 10 Gs, and it was insane. He did everything himself, and it was phenomenal. But did he hang on the outside
3: of a plane again?
2: No, it's crazy in Mission Impossible three. He actually did that. I know. I don't know why, know. but he actually did. That. That's that is one of the things with Tom Cruise that is pretty
3: impressive. He does all his stupid own stunts. Um, yeah. And Top Gun scene he, and was it was it Ghost Protocol the one where he's on the outside on the on on the, the building? tallest
2: building in the world? Yeah, he's
3: actually doing that yeah, too. Yeah, that was I was freaking out watching that scene. I've never watched a movie and felt so like, ah. but Top
2: Gun Maverick was one of my favorite movies this year so far. It was phenomenal. Mm. It was fantastic, <sighs> and it's one of the biggest box office hits this year so far.
1: I yeah, saw and you that. went into it with I pretty high expectations. I so, I saw that. So mm. looks like I'm gonna have to talk about Top Gun. <laughs> <laughs> that should be fun. <laughs> I'll do my best. I will do I'll make okay. I'll double down on I'll make on you your, a deal. I'll you double down no, on your deal. You'll take down notes on your deal. for
2: Top Gun and I'll take notes for any DiCaprio film you, like, aside from, Ti- I'm not doing Titanic.
1: I wouldn't, I would not okay. say Titanic. I would not say <laughs> Titanic. <laughs> so, Lee. Yeah? I have a movie in mind to start him off slow. Uh-huh. But to give I'm him doing, a,
2: I'm not, I am not doing What's Eating Gilbert Grape either. Not, no, <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wasn't going to say that. I have an idea
1: in oh. mind for a DiCaprio film that I would start you off with. It was at the beginning of his like his ascent in, in into where he is today.
3: Not Blood Diamond.
1: No. <laughs> Catch me if you can. Catch me if you can is a
3: fantastic film. Catch I me if Love you Love can. It. It's so good. It it's I've, it's I saw it. It's very well put together. Yeah, It's
1: it's it's enough DiCaprio to 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 really get your palate wet on him. But it, it's also kind of to, um, Tom it's Hanks Tom really. Hanks. Yeah. Pulling okay. that out of him. I'll make you a deal. Mm-hmm. We'll slip it's, these it in. It was either going to be that or it was going to be the aviator.
2: Yeah. Uh, oh, I didn't like aviator. What?
1: <laughs> wow. <laughs> so I was going to anyway. say, I'll double down. I'll double down on the deal. Okay. <laughs> I will not say one negative thing about Tom Cruise if you do not say one negative thing about DiCaprio. That's not how we roll. Sorry, can't do that. No, I'll. I'll this hold is on. no. This is no. You can say whatever you want, Lee. You. I can, know that. They'll you get, can on. be. You can be the guy that says this was horrible. This was bad. <laughs> this was. You can be that guy. You can speak on our behalf. That's what you will do. That will be okay. your role. So I there. won't pick this is a, on, this, I won't pick on
2: DiCaprio. But if there's parts of the film I don't like, I will uh, be saying Absolutely. That. On
3: the
1: table. Okay. On the
3: table. If there's parts yeah, of the you'll film. D- you'll just pick on the actor. Oh, no. no sorry. On the, on the character. No. No,
1: no, 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 no. <laughs> no, 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 no.
2: Unless it truly is just, like, horrid, I... Like, if we, if we were doing Titanic, I would have to rip apart DiCaprio. Like,
1: oh, no. Absolutely. I would, too. Okay. I w- so, we would be on the same page. But, he freezes but, to death. Willingly... Like yeah. It's <laughs> like what? Um I will take
2: you over that deal. I will take you up in that deal. But here's the but here's the thing though. We will you can do we'll do Top Gun Maverick, but you have to watch both Top You want to do be,
1: Top Gun and you want to do Top Gun Maverick. Do Top Gun
2: Maverick. Okay. Just watch the first one and then watch the second one and just take notes on the second <sighs> one. You have to watch the first one just to under It doesn't it's it, it they're good movies. Aside from if you don't like Tom Cruise that's fine. Aside from that, they're still good movies. Val Kilmer does a great
1: job in the first one. You're selling this. Val Kilmer. <laughs> You're selling this man. You're doing yeah. a great job. Great. <laughs> so I don't I won't pick on Tom Cruise. I make no promises about Val Kilmer. <laughs> Let me tell you, Meg
2: Ryan was fantastic in the oh, first one. <laughs> <laughs> You're Jewish. doing a...
1: This is a banger. This is a banger way okay, to sell me on a movie. If you want another cult classic... Tom Cruise, Val Kilmer, Meg Ryan.
2: If you want another cult classic, the original Top Gun is a cult classic. It is... It is a fantastic. See, film. I'm not
1: even I'm not even a Tom Cruise fan, and I have a problem with you saying that. Like, I, I don't think Top Gun is just a a cult classic. I would say that that is a classic. A lot of people mm. love that movie. Oh, okay, it's
2: both. Yes.
1: Okay. I would put
2: it in both categories, and this movie was even better than the first one. Um, wow. And praise. I praise. Ed Harris is in it for about 13 seconds. Um, his his. His acting was phenomenal. It was bar none. Ed Uh, Harris, you you, in the in the second
1: movie. Why only thirteen? Why I I don't know. Why so little? Like it's it's Ed Harris.
2: I know Um, because he just needed to do a cameo of some sort. Who knows? Um, But it was a It was fantastic. It was a great movie. I believe you. I will do. I will do. Catch me if you can. Catch me if you can. You can do Top Gun Maverick.
1: That should be interesting,
2: and I right you. I'll that take be notes for catch me. So I, I, will, will, not, I will. I will drive will not catch utter, me, and you can drive me. I
1: will not utter one bad word about Tom unless I really, really think that it's just horrid. That that's allowed if you really, but like. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! I agree with that. We we know what we're talking about. We know. we're... Okay. We're, yeah, we're, I, know, we're good with I know. I know. I know. Yeah, like if if it's just downright like. <laughs>
2: What was the line in Obi- in Obi Wan? I am who I am you, made, you me. made me. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, okay. If it's something like that, <laughs> wait can, a minute. So we can say something. <laughs> All right. So, and this is and this is lo- This is on the pot. This is this is recorded. People can hold us up to this. Um, yeah. Keep us accountable. We yeah. I will go through with this. Um. And that's the thing, too, is I may actually like the movie and still not like DiCaprio.
1: You
0: that's
2: may actually movies. like the
1: movie and not I like... S- to- I just... I, I picked that movie for a reason. I don't see how you can get through that movie and not enjoy his performance. I don't... I, that would baffle me.
2: Same reason why you can watch The Departed. And not like um, Ben Affleck.
0: What? Where did that come from <laughs> <What>?
3: <laughs> where oh, did I that forgot. come from Ch- Chuck likes to say things backwards on purpose what you, you you meant Matt Damon
1: okay you you met Matt Damon Matt Damon so, yes 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 okay meant sorry well, yes yeah because he was horrible in that movie and but the movie was fantastic yeah but Matt Damon was horrible in that movie I get that, but the movie was still fantastic. I was just kind of expecting you to say that DiCaprio was horrible in that movie. (laughs) It's kind of where you let... No,
2: what was horrible in that movie was Mark Wahlberg's version of the New England accent. (laughs) The Boston
1: accent. Anyways, we're done. We've rambled on for about a half hour, about absolutely nothing. Yeah, whatever. (laughs) Yeah, it's fun. But But anyways... This is it. We're done. That's it. it, We're done. Catch you guys in a couple of weeks.
3: In a couple of weeks, we'll come back with 2049. Yeah. All right. Sweet. Love it. See you again. All right, guys. Bye. bye -bye. Bye Bye-bye.